0: In Chicago, two comedian skeptics named Andy and Art were mysteriously abducted by the illusionary mastermind and conspiracy theorist known only as Mr. Mr. Bunker. Bunker. The following
1: serves as a record of Bunker's attempt to convince non-believers of the truth about
0: conspiracies and paranormal activity. Andy and Art give an uninterrupted presentation and verdict on the plausibility of these offbeat topics delivering what they call The The Whole Enchilada. Enchilada. Will Mr. Bunker convince these two skeptics any of this is real? Will it
1: convince you? Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Art Stone, and with me, as always, is your co-host, his name is Andy Hart. Felicitatious greetings,
2: bunk (laughs) Funkers. Andy, good to see ya. Yeah, good to see you too, Art. Hey, happy to be here, happy to be, uh, happy to be me. You are? Not really. It's a thing that I tell people to hide my shame about who I am and everything I've done in my life.
1: Oh, that's true, Andy. Well, you know what? I got to tell you, it's, it's it's a good thing to see friends. Uh, you know, it's a good thing to be amongst friends, especially... Yeah. Uh, Andy, are you doing something?
2: No. You
1: hear that? What? You hear that?
2: But what is that, though? I think I hear something. Wait a minute. Oh, God. That's Doom Montgomery's music. Good
1: God almighty, Andy, not
2: Doom Montgomery. Oh, I've heard so many stories about doom montgomery he's a scary
1: dude that he is oh god oh jeez! oh my god he's a he's a sadistic he's a sadistic wrestler andy i i saw him do horrible unprofessional just just no respect at all for vic capri and oh god he's from the from the raging hills in north carolina dear god he's armageddon as Vic Capri had a family this guy's a This guy's a Oh god, he's coming down the bunker Shrine right now. Look at him. He's coming down the Oh, place. he's horrible. There he is. Uh.
3: Now I only have a couple points to make. And I've been thinking long and hard while both of you bungled up my entrance. And oh, I'm not going to thi- I'm not going to forget about that. You rest assured, I'm not going to forget about that. So point 1, Chicago style wrestling. You relegated do Montgomery to the futures division for an entire year. You trapped me with a bunch of inexperienced animals, and I dominated that division every single time I was in the ring. There was no mercy from me. You had to clean those rookies out with a mop. Oh, and now oh, you God. put me on the main roster and I want the biggest and the baddest you can bring. I want your Axel Ricos. I want your Adam the Stallions. I want your moondog Greg Murray, oh, and I will destroy Every single one of them. You give me a match next month, and I will tear that entire house down. I am declaring war. Scorched earth policy on Chicago-style wrestling. And now, we're going to go up about an hour and a half to Woodstock, Illinois. Northland Pro Wrestling, it is the same exact song, but the second damned verse. Now, I had a little bit of a disagreement with Metalhead the wrestler when I gave him a three-count And instead of trying to finish the job like I wanted him to do, he walked away. He calls himself a killer, and yet he shows clemency. I'm a little bit puzzled about that. So instead, I declared a fight on my terms, a stretcher match. And you better pray, Metalhead, that those EMTs get to you before I do, because there will be nothing left coming this August.
1: A stretcher match? Announced here on, on, on Mr. Booker's conspiracy Podcast for Chicago-style... For Chicago-style style wrestling. Yeah. Northland
3: wrestling. North, North Northland wrestling. wrestling
1: in Woodstock, Illinois. Oh, my God. Do Montgomery versus calling out Metalhead the wrestler?
3: That is exactly the case. In Chicago-style wrestling, I'm calling out everyone. Oh, shit.
1: This guy's a sadistic freak. Andy. Oh you don't want to see what this guy can do. This,
3: his eyes scare me. Uh,
1: Mr. Do Montgomery, you... You you put down our equipment right now. You have no right. No, to, no. You have no right to come into the bunker and and and, and use our take, equipment. Take over this.
3: Oh, oh. No Ow. Midwesterner oh, has the right to address me.
1: Oh, Ow! 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 Oh, spanking us. Where's the
3: chair? Where's the chair? Oh god.
1: He's getting a oh, steel bunker chair. Oh
2: god. I'm glad I'm sitting on the open face toilet. Oh,
3: oh, 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 oh! Art, oh. you're getting re- beat repeatedly with a steel chair. Oh, God, oh,
1: it hurts, Andy. Oh.
3: What are you two nerds even doing here today?
1: <laughs> we, got, we got abducted. <laughs> we, got, we got abducted by Mr. Bunker, and he brought us to the bunker, and then you walked down the bunker I didn't tron. ask
3: for your life story. Oh, <laughs> Why are you here with headphones on talking?
1: Uh, well, we're doing a podcast. We were, we were going to talk about doomsday
3: predictions. Well, that makes somewhat sense, and because
4: I, I I'm a little bit of a sucker for tales of fate, especially those you know, doomed okay. doomed to eternal hellfire. I'm uh, kind of interested. So well,
1: I'm, well maybe we'll, if you'll me, stop beating us up, you could you could join us. Yeah. Maybe
4: if you started pulling me up a chair.
1: Oh oh,
2: uh, sweet. we okay. Could you use that chair you were beating Art with?
3: It's a little bent, but oh. I'm relatively comfortable now. Okay. No, so, oh, Okay.
1: Uh, well, bunkfunkers were joined by we're joined by Chicago, uh, wrestler extraordinaire, I guess, and, and sadistic, uh, striking specialist, doom Montgomery. Yeah. Where can the, where can the fine bunk bunkers find you doom?
4: Yeah. So I, I, I was, uh, as born and raised in the unforgiving mountains of North Carolina. I, I came here because, uh, you know, I had heard that, that Illinois was inherently violent and that, uh, <laughs> wrestling was, was very popular up here. Yeah. And so I came and, uh, yeah, I was I was trained by Chicago style wrestling, and and they've been gracious enough to allow me to uh, rend most of their talent in two. In spite of the fact they're all very, very very gifted and very talented, obviously I'm just more violent than they are. <laughs> and oh, Jesus, uh, you're sick. I res- <laughs> you're wrestle a sick man. Wrestle also for uh, Northlands Pro Wrestling, where I will be uh, putting metalhead in an ambulance next. Uh, Jesus. Later in God. August, but uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Doom Montgomery. Um, you know, social media is inherently degenerate, but uh, due to <laughs> hey, the current, yeah, yeah, I mean, due, due, due to our current environment, you know, you have to have one. So uh, yeah, Instagram, Do Montgomery, um, Jesus. Oh. and you can find videos of my matches uh, on on YouTube. Uh, I Ooh. think uh, there's a uh, Articulator SK has a few of my matches with uh, Lucha Libre Total and a few nice. other companies. So uh, yeah, just uh, YouTube, Do Montgomery. And uh, come out, uh, come out and watch me just, just absolutely ruin people's lives. Uh, oh. Love to have you, and uh, you know, unless you don't like me, and then I'm, you know, we will have words afterwards. Oh, oh my
1: goodness. God, I'm chilled to the bone. Bug hookers, you don't want to cross this guy. He's sitting here in in, in, the, in a very Patrick Bateman style coat. Is there's there's what I think is might be blood. Is it's it, either okay. blood or a very rich ketchup.
4: Well, it's a typical, uh, you know. It, You don't want to use uh, reciprocating saws to get through tissue because it sprays everywhere. But why would anyone know that? uh, Sadistic. uh, You know, sometimes speed over precision. And my God, here
1: I am. Well, Doom Montgomery, uh, sadistic wrestler, uh, vile, vile human, here with us today. I guess is going to join us, bunkfuckers. We're talking about Doomsday. Doomsday I predictions and I guess
2: technically it's doomsday here. Yes, guess so. <laughs> on Mr. Bunkers Conspiracy Time Podcast because we got Doom Montgomery here. Jeez.
4: That's, uh, that's the only thing I can glean from this entire situation. Jesus
1: Christ. Well, uh, Bunkers, of course, if you can't wait to get to that topic, as always, you can check out the show notes uh, where there'll be a timestamp and uh, you can get uh, right to it. But first, I guess we'll try and uh, get to know Doom Montgomery a little bit better. We might regret this. We might regret this. But, uh, you know, not often that we get wrestlers in here. Yeah. but um, Or any other human beings. That's true. So I guess, Mr. Montgomery, what we usually try and do is, you know, we like to talk to our guests a little bit about uh, what they think about the world of uh, conspiracies, aliens, paranormal, all things bizarre.
4: Well, uh, you know, it's, uh, I've always been interested. I was, uh, I was listening to some old-time Art Bell uh, earlier today on coast my to uh, yeah wow. uh, on, on my my uh sort of morning routine i kind of wake up around 4 a.m and sort of troll various streets and things Jeez, like that but very, uh really? you know yeah i, I was i was uh, i always grew up with uh conspiracies and aliens and uh you know i've always been very very fascinated by that and you know i've always been fascinated by uh sort of predictions of the ends of all things so it's it's very fortuitous that i'm yeah, here today you do to your opponents don't that you? that's it is yeah well i mean it's not a, it's not a prediction it's a foregone it's a guarantee. conclusion but Jesus uh but no i'm 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 fascinated by by the, yeah the the inherent world of conspiracy. so yeah i'm glad i uh forced injury into here
2: <laughs> hey uh mr montgomery
4: you ever seen a ghost if i ever seen a ghost um yeah, every time I close my eyes, uh, oh. there's quite a Yikes. few that haunt me.
1: Oh fuckies. Well, um listen, did you uh I guess, you know, you ever uh, what what do you, what do you think do you think that there's uh, as far as it seems like maybe you're more of a believer when it comes to the world of things bizarre and skeptical and strange. I mean, you yourself are a very strange specimen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you 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 have a you you are you're full of yourself, sir the way you think about yourself and the way you carry yourself up and down the Bunkertron and the other rings of this fine city. Um, But have you ever had any kind of strange, you know, UFO experiences? You ever seen a UFO? Anything like that ever, ever across your path?
4: Let's see here. Um, There was a time I was in, I was in Greenville, South Carolina. And, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I was in a closet at the time and I saw up on the ceiling. I could have sworn I saw some sort of uh, odd, sore ridden figure crawling across the ceiling and turned his head around and fell onto me. And then I had a stomach flu for like two weeks. Oh. But that's probably as close (laughs) as I've ever come to a a supernatural experience. I don't know if. Maybe my uh my immune system was just tanking because I was like trying to make a, you know. Doom Montgomery does not make pillow forts anymore. But back in the day, when I was a small child, I had to uh, you know protect myself, Jesus. and as you know, in the in the in the midst of building one, could have sworn I saw some sort of demonic entity that uh, also gave me a stomach flu.
1: Well, they should have locked you away in a in a pillow encased room a long time ago, <laughs> Doom. That's what I think. Yeah, they should have put you into a hospital criminally insane. Man, that's
2: right.
4: That's uh, where you belong. Does none of them keep me anymore.
1: Uh, oh. Jeez. Yikes. Well, uh I I don't know Mr. Montgomery if there's uh I guess any other sort of uh uh you know like uh things that you want to bring up or, or ideas about uh, the paranormal or the bizarre.
2: Andy, any other uh yeah, yeah, Mr. Montgomery, what do you think happens to us when we die?
4: I mean, honestly, uh, you know, we're we're probably all gonna be dragged down by the, you know, crushing weight of our own destructive decisions. And some will be dragged down further than other and Jeez. you know, we'll all see Jacob's ladder as we as- attempt to ascend it, but inevitably fall off due to our own corporeal failings.
2: Now this is a
1: guest okay, I don't okay. agree with. Okay, this is okay, you're this starting to get tra- the tra- you're tra- tra- starting to get the idea I ain't of the no hooking, show. Okay, no hook into it. Right, all right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's speaking my language. Uh, Alright, this maybe I can roll. Maybe this, this guy. is gonna work. I can look past some of the sadisticness and the way he maims his opponents, but a quality opinion. It's yeah. ah, a good yeah. opinion. I'll Will be eternal up.
2: failures. Yeah. There's <laughs> something I relate to.
4: There's something you can say about I may what I do may not be the most uh you know, may may that may, may not be the most encourageable thing or or the appreciable thing, but I am at least very good at it.
1: Okay, that is true. I mean, I've seen this guy absolutely just the the strikes, the kicks, the precision, like he's he's sawing and surgically tearing down his opponents. It's disgusting, Andy, so I guess Mr. Montgomery, you're kind of
2: like that you're like that person who makes those um you're like a person who makes those uh you know bowel movement uh transplant pills,
4: yeah, what I think that's pretty fair. It's I, a
2: necessary thing, but nobody wants to think about it. That some people, yeah. some people have to get a transplant of, of bowel movement. Oh, yeah. their gut bio. right? It's like the so they put somebody else's poop in a pill. Yeah, and yeah. You stick poop in a pill. You stick it up yeah. your butt.
4: It's like the the entirety of the earth is a toilet, and I am the fecal transplant. Oh my
2: god, this guy is good. <laughs> this guy might actually really fit in. He Might be a permanent third cast me- member
1: here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no doubt that, uh, you know, Doom, you, you, you will be a fitting presence on today's episode because we're talking about doomsday predictions, the end of the world, just like you bring about the end of your opponent's careers.
4: All of which I entirely support.
1: (laughs) Oh, you support the end of the world?
4: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) that's disgusting. (laughs) You only, you don't, you're ideally, you're only going to get to see it once.
2: Wow. Wow. Well, I guess we just learned Doom Montgomery's opinion on reincarnation. (laughs) You're never coming back as a butterfly. <laughs>
4: Gone I'm, my I'm, dreams. I'm just hoping I come back as crazy town.
1: <laughs> the entire cast of crazy town.
4: Honestly, whichever one was on, was on celebrity rehab. Very inspiring show.
1: <laughs> well, bunk bunkers um, in the, in the bunker, in the bunker studio today, whatever the fuck we are in the bunker. Uh, we have Doom Montgomery, wrestler extraordinaire. Check him out at Doom Montgomery on Instagram.
4: Yeah, Doom Montgomery on Instagram. I think uh, Doom Montgomery on uh on Facebook as well. Uh, though I I seldom check that. Instagram is is the easiest place to get a hold of me in case you want to see me wrestle yeah. or uh you know want a T shirt or anything like that. Uh,
1: we'll hopefully, see this guy get beat. There's some sick stuff on that Instagram. I <laughs> hope we get. I hope we see Doom get put into a stretcher. Yeah coming up here at this match. I'm pro metalhead.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean he. Uh, I don't know. I guess he's from, he's an idiot. He's from like Gary, Indiana, and he. Like, well,
1: there's nothing wrong with Gary, Indiana. So no, there,
4: Jackson. There's nothing wrong with Gary, Gary, Indiana, but no, this guy. Like we were, we were supposed to have a match, and I decided that like I, I, I'd let him, I'd let him go over just to see because he'd been talking tough for like uh, and like stalking me and stuff for oh. you know for months. And then, uh, you know, the ref ref holds his hand up and he just walks out. And then, you know, I, I I was yelling at him to get back in the ring. Gives me his finisher again. I stand back up, took the guy's finishing move three times. Supposed to be some devastating move. And, uh, you know, yeah, okay. I couldn't walk for a week, but, uh, just
1: fool yourself. What a narcissist. I mean, I just,
4: I I can't think of anyone better to, to, to get into a a fight for my life with the metalhead. I'll, 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 I'll put the guy, uh. But the guy over in that regard, he he is he is close to as good as me. But I, I, I just Jeez. think I have far more uh far far more deviancy in my abilities.
2: Well, Andy. I don't doubt that. I go to church with Metalhead. <laughs> I and mean, I've never seen you there, in Montgomery.
4: Well, you heard it here first, folks, that uh Andy goes to church in Gary, Indiana. So- <laughs>
1: So did Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I think I think this is a sign of the apocalypse. Us aligning on all this, uh, bunk Bunkers. I don't know what's gonna happen, but we're definitely gonna be talking about the end times. The end, the end is nigh. Here on Mister Bunkers Conspiracy Time Podcast.
2: End times are nigh, guy. <laughs>
1: the world as we know it and i feel fine Funkfunkers, we've got the whole enchilada in his hands on doomsday prophecies for you today and we couldn't think of a more fitting guest than do montgomery
4: hello everybody uh you know if you see me uh in the wrestling ring i'll probably tell you that i hate you but uh, i am you know I am thankful to be here right now talking about one of my favorite things that I often discuss on various different holidays and, uh, you know.
1: (laughs) Social gatherings. Yeah, social gatherings. So (laughs) You're um, a sick guy, dude. I'm
4: thrilled to be here.
1: So today's episode will have far less structure than normal. You know, we're going to present some well-known doomsday scenarios throughout history, but, you know, there's far, far more available to discuss. I mean, even in future episodes, perhaps. So if you like hearing about the end... Tell us in the beginning and we'll cover more. Um, you know, think of this as more of like kind of uh, missing 411 or like some of those other topics where... It's a very big tent topic. Yeah, big. a lot of things can fit under this umbrella, but um, there's not as much of a thorough line of narrative. It's no real skeptics take other than none of this happened. No, the world hasn't succeeded. ended yet. Yep. Yeah, just tell let me that. let me go to the skeptoid
2: <laughs> take on this. Brian Dunning's going to say, well, the world hasn't ended, therefore we don't know how it's going to end. Yeah.
4: Tell that to the Millerites. They're still pissed off about the whole thing.
2: Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. I don't
4: know what the Millerites are. They, they were, I I guess they're, uh, they've grown into several different churches. But, yeah, they thought the world was going to end in, like, July of, like, 1788 or something like that. Wow.
1: And well, they are not covered on today's topic, but maybe they could be covered on a future one. Well, I, you,
4: I'm sure there's someone that's, like, con, like, you know, colonial American history fan that's just, Crapping themselves right now with like we have the, a lot of those. We have of a lot of, history fans. Oh, I thought
2: you meant fans that crap themselves. <laughs> that too.
4: I apologize if I butchered it. I remember it from Civics and Econ. Yeah. Uh, I'm more
2: familiar with the Miller lights.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah, champagne to bruise. <laughs> nah, that's Miller highlights. That's
2: high life, baby. <laughs> Woo.
4: I'm customarily uh, required to say that uh, in relation to that, fellow pro wrestler Chris Miller sucks.
1: Oh, <laughs> awesome. wow. Oh, Chris Miller. God, didn't call Chris that. Miller. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> Uh, doomsday Predictions, a.k.a. Apocalypse Now, are estimations of the end of this physical world. They tend to come in two flavors, religious or apocalyptic. Yum! <laughs> um, and maybe more reliable than the world ever actually ending is the prediction of the world ending. There have been predictions of the end since the beginning. And if that ain't the Andy Hart POV, then I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you, Art.
2: There's no there's no better time to think about the end of all things than the beginning of all things. Right at the start. If things exist. When everyone's excited to kick things off, talk about how it's gonna end. Hey, look,
1: folks, if it exists, it's gonna end eventually. The sources used in predicting many doomsday scenarios, especially the ones we'll talk about today, are tend to be like astronomy or religious texts. Those are like the two defining fucking things. It's mm-hmm. like they either got it from the Bible. Or they got it from the stars. Sometimes both. And there's big business in doomsday predictions, as we'll see. So let's kick it off, though. What? So doomsday predictions, right? You know, these are we 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 often think about the trope of the guy with the end is near and he's got the sign or whatever, and we think, ah, goofball. Yeah, there's a we line. You silly
2: goose. There's a line from a Harry Nilsson song where he says. uh Saw a guy on the street, something like this. I'm not going to get their words exactly right, but he saw a guy on the street carrying a sign that says, uh, the end is near. And if he really believes that's true, why did I see him with that sign yesterday? Yeah, there's someone
4: that's probably a colonial American history book that's (laughs) also a Harry Nilsson fan that's crapping themselves right now. Really? Uh, Really? Okay,
1: I'm seeing it now. Yes, the line here is crapping yourself. Double (laughs) diarrhea for that fan. That bunk funker's on the toilet right now. Now, while seemingly unproblematic as a belief in general, right? Doomsday predictions, well, they can have some serious consequences. And we should we should kind of say this up front, bunk bunkers. I know that this is kind of a topic that probably will give many of you like anxiety. You know, I mean, it's not it's not always the most fun to think about the end. And it can be kind of nerve wracking. But, you know, bunk bunkers, I think it's it's you know, if it's if it's something that really bugs you, I, I hope you can find you can take the piss. Out of today's topic, right? You know, I, th- I think we can all agree on that. Maybe not you, Doom,
4: but um, oh no, I, I I'm I'm thrilled, and I I, <laughs> this I think this guy's I, fucking thrilled. I think I think the end of the world is uh, you know, is inherently something that should be joked about, and uh, if you if you can't joke about it, that probably means you're a little too worried about it, and should settle your affairs.
1: So. Jeez, always, wow. Doom Montgomery's gonna come settle some affairs come August. <laughs> With Metalhead in that stretcher match.
4: And Northland Pro Wrestling. Make sure to show up. Woodstock, Illinois.
1: Woodstock, Illinois. Um, Northland Pro Wrestling. Now, Doomsday predictions, they can actually create a sense of fear and panic in society. And the people who believe in them are also, you know, as we'll discuss, there have been attempted suicides and many successful ones to sell and sell their worldly uh, possessions in anticipation of the end of the world, which is obviously pretty fucking horrible. The psychological explanations for Doomsday beliefs are endless, and include t- cognitive dissonance, the true believer effect, uh, apophania, which is um, fi- seemingly being able to find the true patterns in what are actually completely random events, like
4: mm. the number twenty three. Exactly like mm-hmm. the number twenty three,
1: yeah. and confirmation bias. Take for example two topics we've discussed in the past, who probably combine all of those psychological effects into one. Let's uh, let's let's just uh, give a little recap of them, bunk funkers. Heaven's Gate. Yeah, classic one. We covered this topic already in depth. Bunkfunkers, you can check it out. Um, this was Bonnie Nettles and Marshall Applewhite's UFO Doomsday Cult, whose teachings, which resulted in the mass suicide of 39 of its members in 1997. Applewhite told his followers that there was a UFO hidden in the tail of the Hale-Bopp comet, which only orbits the Earth every once every 2,000 years. He, he told them that the UFOs, would then take them to a new realm, a new existence, eternity, heaven. But in order to get on the UFO, they would need to leave their bodily vessels behind commit suicide. On that fateful last day of Heaven Gate's members' existence, before their mass suicide, each member recorded an exit interview, so to speak, including Applewhite. He explains that the Earth is like a garden, and that the end isn't near, per se, but that the Earth, much like na- nature festooning its earthly crust, will once again be recycled and seeded with new alien spirits, which will grow into another human civilization. You can see there where you know he kind of combined a lot of that. <laughs> just, I mean, it's horrible. It's a horrible thing to, to sit there and say the end is near, and you have to sell all your things and say goodbye to all your family.
4: And I, I want to, you know, just just clarify too. I know I have openly endorsed the apocalypse several times, but uh, you know, enjoy the ride, everybody. <laughs> don't, uh, you know, don't don't do any permanent solutions that's to right. you know what is inherently temporary, which is you know the the entirety of all human anguish. Just uh, everything's chaotic, everything is 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 brutal. Enjoy it, learn that's to right. love it. Don't do anything that's you know see the, the the uh the Marshall Applewhite and all them they combined a lot of my favorite things Star Trek Adidas <laughs> uh Marie Calendar's pot pies oh, which right is here. where they had their last meal that is
1: where they had their last meal that's correct and they yes. all ordered the same exact thing
4: I don't know what they ordered but it, I mean judging by They've how ordered many ordered
1: turkey pot pies okay. and ch- I think cheesecake with cherries. I will I hope a salad.
4: I hope the actual restaurant was better than the frozen one. <laughs> um but you know
1: Oh, you've said a lot of vile things, Doom. <laughs> How but, dare you? But you, slander you will slander not name the name of Calendar. Marie Calamar's calendar's chicken Popeyes. <laughs> frozen. Well, you can eat them up in the microwave. It's delicious. <laughs> got me comforted. Yeah, it was just, it was just, just I was a latch kid. I didn't have much to
2: eat.
4: Was molten hot gravy gravy destroying your insides. But, I don't uh,
1: see a problem with that, Doom. Oh, you'll destroy people's outsides, yeah. but God forbid they get their bowels destroyed by some fucking <laughs> shitty chicken and oh, peas dude. and carrots. Thick
4: gravy. Brain yep. someone over the top of the head with one of those things. But, uh, but no, don't, uh, you know. Enjoy the inherent chaos of life. I'm well, not.
1: speaking of inherent chaos, let's talk about Jim Jones. Another topic we've oh covered in the past. Yeah, Jim Jones may be the fucking poster child for Doomsday-inspired cults gone horribly wrong. Um, Jones was a considerable narcissist. P- probably more narcissistic than even you, Doom. Yeah, I mean, the, the glasses and the hair,
4: he came up with that combo. He got a real big head because of it.
1: Yeah, it was definitely the glasses in the hair. And he had extreme delusions of grandeur from even a very young age. In the 1960s, Jones had a prophetic dream of a nuclear holocaust destroying America. So he moved his family down to a remote area of Brazil where he felt that they would be safe. While it might come to no surprise when Jones's church, the People's Temple, came under media scrutiny in the 1970s that he decided to move his congregation to nearby Guyana isolating them from their families, and by 1974, over 1,000 People's Temple members moved with Jones to Guyana, where they were essentially involved in a horrific slave labor camp with armed guards. Jones was notorious for threatening mass suicide routinely at his camps with his White Knight loudspeaker rants, where he would preach over the camp speakers about the doom, destruction, and atrocities that had befallen the U.S. and their families back home. All this leading up to a disastrous attempt to inspect and rescue defectors from the camp in 1978 by Congressman Leo Ryan and many others. Jones finally went through with his threats of mass suicide. So we can see where while many of these doomsday predictions are funny, they're goofy, they're silly, um, we can point fun at them, we can laugh at them. There are some inherent serious consequences for really falling prey to this kind of thought and belief.
2: Yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a human toll to some of these far out theories about the end of the world. Right. And not even well-founded theories about the end of the world in most of these cases. Well, I mean, Very obviously much. the world hasn't ended. Very so. much so.
1: And I mean, let's, let's maybe, you know, segue over to one that is a little bit more fun to talk about, but maybe it wasn't at the time. It's Y2K. <laughs> Any fun Y2K memories to share? Andy, obviously you were... You are one of the older Cobalt programmers that were hired to fix the Y2K bugs. Isn't that right? Right. Yeah. You're like about 80 years old. Yeah. Yeah. I've been coding for
2: a long time. I mean, when they told me there was a Y2K bug, I was like, I don't know why you're calling me. Get the raid. (laughs) (laughs) Spray those computers with bug spray. Uh, (laughs) But seriously, what I was doing on Y2K. What were you actually doing? And I remember this very fondly. I was in the Bahamas with my fourth wife, Charlene we were on our honeymoon second honeymoon we had just gotten divorced and remarried No, <laughs> i was i was a teenager i was at home uh i was on my computer on my dial-up internet connection i was playing age of empires 2 online with my friend sean and shout out sean uh <laughs> and we we had a stable connection as it turned into midnight and we we didn't have any disruption to our age of empires multiplayer game <laughs> One hand on the mouse, one hand on your dick. Yeah, I did think those knights in that game were pretty hot, and I would jerk off to them. But do you guys remember the lead up to Y2K? I mean, I'll I was remember- mostly interested in the horses, to be honest, as a team. <laughs> that's
4: the sound the the preacher makes in that game.
1: Can you confirm? Is Are Doom it? correct? Oh, 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 oh. There it is. There that's it is. the uh, yeah. That's
2: the original Age of Empires. Doom, this was the Age of Empires 2. Oh, okay. The medieval version.
1: Oh. Oh,
4: wow. Doom getting schooled. Yeah, dating myself.
1: Um, but do you remember the lead
2: up
4: to just like me
1: in high school? (laughs) All right. Okay. Got a couple of clowns here. You remember the lead up to Y2K though? Any any thoughts? People were freaking out. Oh yeah. And I'll tell you what, as a as a teen,
2: I didn't fucking understand a bit of it. Really? I was like, hey, what? The computers will clocks will go. I don't know. Now, as an adult, I kind of get the idea that mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay, well, the programming of the computers that fix the date, you can date, can be represented as a string of numbers, and they only build well, in.
1: You're giving away the whole fucking thing.
2: Oh, huh? the whole fucking topic. Well, you asked me about it. Just because I know things doesn't mean I can't say Doom, anything. I might have to have you make a stretcher match with this guy <laughs> later on. Like... Later
1: on. Doom, do you have any memories of Y2K? Yeah. Uh, you, any, yeah. any, you know, what, what you remembered about that? Yeah. Were you scared?
4: So I I grew up on the side of a mountain, um, and uh, you know in my a house? my in, in a house. Okay. Uh, my my dad, uh, you know, uh, there were there was a lot of stockpiling going on, a, and over a, a typically reasonable man, but still was was stockpiling things you might need in case of a uh, global economic collapse. But, wow, uh, oh. you know, it it, it was it, I I I only really thought it became serious once I saw them starting to sell stuffed animals at the mall uh, (laughs) surrounding the Y2K book. And that was mostly as you know, let's see, as the 8 year old that I was, that was most of my recollection of it. But I also didn't fully understand that uh, computers uh, had taken such a hold on our society. Like my concept of, of the world ending was, was like, you know, the, 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 the bombs were going to drop right. or mm-hmm. another, you know, the, the omnipresent mm-hmm. childhood fear of whatever got the dinosaurs coming around for round two. Mm-hmm. But, uh, very
1: true. I don't have any, any strong memories of it. I was a little too young to really recall Y2K very briefly, but I mean, it did freak out a lot of people. And you're right, Andy. uh, Y2K began as a recognized error in mainframe computer programming. Essentially to non-eggheadify this for you (laughs) beefers out there. Computers back then, well, memory space was fucking precious. And so dates, like, like, you know, month, day, year, were often uh, recorded with the year represented with only two numbers. So 1952 would just be 52, the 19 was assumed, right? These are old school mainframe computers. This was all well and good through the 50s, through the 60s, through the 70s. They all they all probably thought that the world would end before the year 2000. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> or they just had no concept of like how memory would work with these computers. You know, everything was so precious. Computers used to be the size of rooms. But then as early as the 1980s, programmers were kind of like, uh, hey, this whole computer thing is still going on. What happens when we get to nineteen ninety nine? And what are we gonna do the next year, two thousand? Won't the date roll over and the computer will think that the year is uh zero? Nineteen hundred. Well, people were too busy doing cocaine and listening to Huey Lewis in the news's new <laughs> Smash Hit Four to care.
4: You know, they were really a little bit too new wave for me until they came out with with four. Oh
1: god <laughs> oh god but by the 1990s eggheads in the computer industry really started to get concerned they were like hey this thing's uh this thing's coming
4: yeah like john people romero like, and john carmack are just sure programming doom and also
1: <laughs> who raised the alarm first on y2k i don't know nerds <laughs> in the 80s like computer hardware nerds like yeah. people were this was you had to remember computers were not a household thing even at this time so this was, I mean, they were becoming it more and more, but it was like understanding of computers was not, you know, this was really more of the tech industry. And I mean, they had a good reason to be concerned. they The thing is, the computer industry rationally mulled over the problem and pondered whether it would affect very important things controlled by computers like industrial control systems, ATMs, security systems, operating systems, and banking software especially. They knew that this rollover wouldn't affect the already stored data, right? That's that's what really, you know. Well, here I should say only the program's ability to record new data, where a date and time were key to that record, right? So, like, if if you already had a record in a database stored as 1962, you know that was a big. The, the Y2K thing would not affect that. It's just. Can this program recognize that when we go from 1999 to 2000 and I start to store data, am I going to run into a problem? New data was the problem. Well, the general public didn't know what the fuck this egghead shit meant, so they looked at it and they ran with it. This became a national security issue. Nuclear warheads would explode because it was in the 90s anymore. Evangelicals said it was the end times. Survivalism. Had a brief trend in the spotlight as people rushed to stock up on canned goods and survival gear, believing everything, even remotely technological things like the power grid and whatnot, would go down instantly as soon as that big balls dropped in New York City. You know, a lot of people were stockpiling though. I yeah. I had a similar
2: experience to Doom, yeah. where my dad was stockpiling. He was, yeah, but he was not a very practical man. He stockpiled shrimp. Uh, he stockpiled all this. Uh, you know, shrimp cocktail. Honestly, that might
4: be the most practical. It's like pour (laughs) yourself a nice shrimp cocktail and just watch the skyline as everything goes dark. I mean. It's
1: true. Yeah, I guess maybe. Well, it was a good thing people freaked out because they were wrong. They were wrong. Uh, Everyone was wrong. Y2K ended up being the first millennials, the millennials, the new millennium's first nothing burger. Uh, What really happened was the eggheads got together and... He at least poured over legacy software and fixed the date time formats in the code. <laughs> oh baby, but the old Cobalt programmers, ooh, <laughs> ooh, Cobalt was a old and very early mainframe computer language, and a ton of bank software was written in Cobalt. Oh my god, oh that legacy software, among others, and these motherfuckers made a fucking dime on the Y2K because, like, these dudes were old; they were retired by the time this was happening. They were chilling at home. Banks are calling them up, like, we need you to fix this Y2K in the software. Like, because we're still using mainframe. We're still using Cobalt. And they're like, "Mm." Jesus fucking Christ. I'm fucking retired. I don't want to fucking do this. They charged outrageous fees. Didn't matter. Paid them anyway. Motherfuckers came out, fixed it.
2: Man, oh man. This is some thrilling action. I would love to see a movie about Y2K.
4: (laughs) I mean, that was probably their world series. So, like, they'd probably. Oh, yeah. They'd probably been like, These 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 fucking new jacks coming around, like talking about their new programming language, like, you know, windows and, and, you know, now they need the old guard. Yeah,
1: you fucking losers with your basic and your Fortran and all that. Good old cobalt. Now, don't get me wrong. There were a few little minor hiccups here and there. The scariest thing being the malfunctioning of some alarm systems at a Japanese nuclear power plant. But it was not worldwide chaos. Why? Well, the only things really affected by Y2K were the old pieces of software that no one used anymore, but had to be released to be Y2K compliant. Those were the only things that really like broke. And it's like, no one gave a fuck. So remember back in the day, software used to be released, and that was it. It was re- That was the software. Like, if it had <laughs> a bug, oh, well, you better wait five years for the second version. Like, yeah. it had a bug. Like, that's it. So, you could download
2: some patches for some things. Sure. But, it, but you know, it wasn't really. routine. Yeah,
4: you could get a two megabyte floppy disk. And, right. you know, may, maybe that had enough data on it to, to fix.
1: Anything that was worth fixing went and got fixed, right? Banking yeah. software, industrial control systems, alarms, all these things. But, hey, Y2K actually arguably was kind of a, Kind of a good thing. It forced the entire world to get prepped and make sure that they were writing good, functional, scalable code and reviewing their disaster preparedness systems. So shout out to the eggheads who spent an insane amount of time poring over legacy code changing one little line so that date times were stored compliantly. Um... Let's move on to another doomsday scenario here: the Mayan calendar in oh, 2012 apocalypse.
4: Oh yeah! Now we're getting into uh, college or uh, high school girlfriend territory here <laughs> with uh, the 2012, starring
1: John Cusack.
4: John Cusack, yeah.
1: Wow. Uh, we covered very own. we covered the Mayan calendar in 2012 pretty extensively on our "The World Ended in 2012" episode. You should go check it out if you haven't. It's chock full. Of disaster goodness. But the essential little soundbite that you need to understand this one is that the Mayan calendar recorded a really long length of time they called a baktun. In their calendar system, baktuns only went up to 13. Now, December 20th, 2012 CE would have been uh, 12.19.19.17.19 in the long count calendar system. And December 21st, 2012 would have been The completion of one quote-unquote grand cycle, which is the 13th Bakhtun. According to the Mayan creation myths, we are living in the fourth world. And the third one ended on the 13th Bakhtun or December 21st, 2012. This is why people were fucking freaking out about this whole 13th Bakhtun thing. And many internet personalities took to forums and YouTube and what have you to declare December 21st 2012 as the dawning of a new era or the beginning of the end.
4: See, I don't get what all the hiccup was about that. Cause I mean, like how cool would it be to be like OG of a new human era? That would be kind of cool. Like, it, you know, assuming it would be, you know, there's going to be some growing pains and, you know, it might be horrific, but like, it yeah, w- born
1: it, yeah. the mind, God of death and yeah. destruction might come down and raise some, you know, some hell. But like, you know, just, you know, you wake up,
4: pour yourself a nice cup of coffee or whatever. You walk outside and there's just like monolithic Pueblo temples everywhere all of a sudden. (laughs) It's just like, I count that as a good day.
2: (laughs) I would definitely not survive to see it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You're not making it to the Yeah. Dude, I'm barely making it to the
2: 10th of tune. Let's be honest. Yeah, right. The Uh, way I'm going, you know. It's like if uh, the world was supposed to end in December 21st, 2012, it's like the first thing that happened. I would be like, oh, geez, that scared me. Oh, God, my heart.
1: Waking up to a new existence on the 13th Bakhtun. But that's that's kind of why people were freaking out. That's why December 21st. That's why people were talking about how, oh, the Mayans, they didn't plan for the. Well, it's like, no, the 13th Bakhtun was a new grand cycle. Their whole calendar reset. And so it's just, a big circle. It's a big fucking literally. It's, it's a, circle. a big There's, circle the Bakhtun, there's the Hob, there's the, oh, there's one that starts with a T. Um, and they all just roll over and then they restart. It's kind of neat. So, you know, it had people freaking out. But um, that's the mind calendar. Let's move on to another. This one is very well known. This is Nostradamus. Little Nostradami. Little Nostralamy, Dami, dumbass be out there predicting shit for years and people be like, for real, for real, no cap? Motherfucker's bussin'. On God, bro, bro, dead ass, nostradamus.
4: One more of those people comes into Planet Fitness while I'm trying to work out. I'm going <laughs> to throw them through a plate glass window.
1: You do like zoomers with their little floppy hair and they're I
4: don't. I don't understand. I don't know what's changing in humanity where they're like, they're all just growing to look the exact same, hmm. and they say, and I cannot discern them. And I know I recognize I'm getting older, and I recognize that. You know all 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 culture changes and shifts and there's nothing at all wrong with that but how about you uh you know uh herniated disc on the lat pull down machine somewhere else <laughs> so that i can use it wow. correctly wow
1: do
2: montgomery's gonna you, fight a zoomer soon you dude. heard it here first fuckers bunk do montgomery says dead
1: ass all zoomers look the same yeah. for real for yeah. real no cap like, are Nostradami, you was a neat little French dude. 16th century French astrologer, seer, apothecarius. He was like a doctor at one point or a physician, I guess they say. He's best known for his book, Le Prophétis. Le <laughs> Prophéties. I don't know how to pronounce it. Which is a book of almost mm-hmm. 1,000 prophecies in the form of these like um, four line stanzas called quatrain. They're like little poems. Now, Nostradamus. He was a trained apothecary and had a knack for occultism as well. People were like, oh, my God, Nostradami. Come heal me, dude. (laughs) Um, Call my mommy. I need Nostradami. There he is. He died of gout. He's like, (laughs) oh,
4: my big toe hurts.
1: (laughs) He did. He couldn't heal his own gout. Now, many supporters, however, uh, you know, for example, agree that he accurately predicted a lot of things in these this book of a thousand predictions, right? The Great Fire of London, the French Revolution, the rises of Napoleon and Hitler, both world wars, nuclear destruction of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. I mean, you can find literal like, there's, there's like a Nostradamus prediction society where yeah. they are adamant about spreading the word of Nostradamus's work.
2: Yeah, and it is so great that he predicted all those things and we were able to stop them from happening. So true, (laughs) so true. Because we we had
1: so much foreknowledge. And shout-out to Nostradamus for leaving these predictions so vague. I mean, the dude could see into the future, but instead of clearly stating what would happen and when, he left it super vague enough chance. Yeah. Thank you.
4: Yeah, I'm making a prediction for 100 years from now. A great power will rise. Oh, my God. (laughs) Fuck. You heard it here first.
2: Do Montgomery... Now, i can't about, wait to see what that predicted
1: now what about nasty damas's apocalyptic predictions and huh? let's get to those that's what yeah. that's the real meat let's let's talk about there's there's a oh beautiful. he could dom my ass that's right <laughs> cosmic threats
2: i'm a little sub
1: i have to actually turn my phone to read these things These stupid quatrains so um <laughs> cosmic threats Let's read. This is one that you can find in his book. Um, This is like where you go outside and you shout at the sun. I'll fucking get you, son. Old man yells at clouds. Yeah. The great mountain, seven stadia round, after peace, war, famine, flooding. It will spread far, downing great countries, even antiquities and their might foundations. Mm, I know that one. Do you?
2: Yeah. I know what that's about. What's that about? That's about uh, solar flares.
1: <laughs> oh, fucking no. God damn it. Get get your Nostradam ass out of here. It's
4: about the rise of Zoomers. It oh, that's a super now. volcano.
1: No. Fuck. Is this in reference to a massive comet striking the Earth, a great mountain seven stadia around? Huge fucking comet. It will spread far down in great countries. In the past, we covered Oumuamua, which was the first cosmic object to enter our galaxy, which originated from beyond it. And that thing fucking snuck in real easy. NASA didn't even know when that fucking thing was in here until it was out. It was heading out. Thing yeah. came in, looped around the sun, shot its ass straight out of the galaxy. That was a big rock too. It was fucking huge. I forget how big it was, but it was big. Even NASA's like, yeah, we don't really know what's coming until it gets within range of the sun. NASA said this, NASA said this, they don't really know what's coming into our galaxy until it gets in range of the sun and it starts getting heated up by the sun's rays and starts glowing. Yeah. So maybe Nostradamus is right. Big old comet coming down, smacking our little planet on the ass and blowing us all up.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not really going to know until it looks like uh, Majora's Mask. So yeah, <laughs> yet again, just enjoy the ride. Wow, good one, reference to him. Once you find out about it, you, you, you ain't going back to Clock Town. Just, just enjoy the ride. Wow.
1: Wise words from doom. Let's talk about the next one, Andy. You, you almost had it. Super volcanoes. I guess this one.
2: I predicted this would be next. You predicted this one would be next. Wow. I'm
1: a, I'm a little nasty Nostradamus myself. I get two stanzas for you. Yeah. Quatrains, whatever these are called. <laughs> earth shaking fire from the center of the earth will cause tremors around the new city. Two great rocks will war for a long time. Then Arathusa will redden a new river two, a fort at 45 degrees, the sun, the sky will burn fire to approach the great new city in an instant, a great scattered flame will leap up when one will want to demand proof of the Normans. Now, could this be a prophecy of some super eruption blanketing the sky with volcanic ash? And what is this new city? Well, Nostradamus heads these people who love Nostradami believe that new city is a coded message for the new world which is the USA and it could be as we brought up last week on our topic about the Georgia Guidestones Yellowstone National Park due to the hot springs located there and its geological classification as a caldera a caldera being a large pocket of magma boiling hot magma beneath Yellowstone National Park it's true Look it up. Yellowstone has um, two VEI-8 volcanic eruptions. Um, these are like measurements of, scientific measurements of volcanic eruptions, which, by the way, those are the highest. Um, they have volcanic material eruptions measuring over 1,000 kilometers cubed. Basically, Yellowstone was shooting some major fucking loads. This is their fucking, I mean, Yellowstone was like on a stack of fucking a glutamine and fucking like lycotin. You know what I'm saying? Celery for that for that clarity. Various different Doom things. knows what's up.
4: Oh yeah. Var- various different things that uh you know live streamers sell in between super chats. Oh yeah. And uh
1: <laughs> can really lengthen your load. I mean you could normal men Andy are shooting only like a couple of uh a couple of uh of uh centimeters uh Squared a volume, you get up to eight. Wait, big load. Celery, yeah, it helps whiten it, makes it pearly. And just, just to look doom, it up,
4: just a, just a doom tip uh, aside that
1: L-agonine. Agamine, is it? L L L L
4: L Cool J tip. But if if you're if you're concerned about that, if if you if you are concerned about that, I will say that that is probably not the reason that you're not not getting with the ladies. That's true. Semen retention is is. That's from what I understand of the roughly three to four women I've talked to uh, is is not is not one of the major deal breakers when engaging in romantic behavior. Well, doesn't mean you shouldn't eat celery or go for it. But like, uh, you know, start, start, sit her down and say, I've been eating some ants on a log. and (laughs) Go from there.
1: Semen retention. You're here first, folks. Big, very important. Open it up on Tinder. (laughs) Uh, Fear not, beefers. These major fucking loads springing out of Yellowstone, uh, those eruptions occurred some 65,000 years ago. But could we be on pace for a repeat? Apparently, uh, geologists have measured that every 65,000, 650,000, sorry, 650,000 years, Yellowstone has a major eruption, like a massive eruption. The magma pocket beneath Yellowstone has, and this is a scientific term here, bulged. <laughs> This is from science. They they said it bulged over the last 20 years. It bulged. It's been bulging. So Yellowstone Yellowstone's sporting, getting a barner. It's, been, it's getting a stiffy. Sporting a bulge. Sporting a bulge. <laughs> Ready to erupt. Let's talk about the uh, one last one, which is uh, Nostradamus loves this. Oh, my God. Does he love these? Global famine and global warming. Oh, oh my yeah. God. He loves these predictions. These are like his bread and fucking butter, except there would be no bread and butter because it's global famine. Yeah. The great famine, which I sense approaching, will often turn in various areas, then become worldwide. It will be so vast and long-lasting that they will grab roots from the trees and children from the breast. So Nostradamus, he's sitting here talking about global famine getting so bad. There's no food that we have to result to cannibalism, doom cannibalism.
4: I mean, is is it at all possible that a hundred years from now someone's just gonna find like a uh, like a mega death record? And view all of that as predictions. And it, like, is it possible? That would be dope. Is it possible Nostradamus was just trying to write like cool stuff?
1: He's trying to write metal.
4: Yeah, but like, <laughs> I you know, like and, that.
1: And, these are very metal lyrics. Doom, I like that. Yeah,
4: like, like you'll you'll be so hungry, you know, you'll steal children from the breast. Like, it's very metal. I it sounds I, like a Sepultura album. Yeah, yeah, I'd be you know one like I would. I already want to listen to it.
1: <laughs> Nostradamus, I I look forward to your metal album. Yeah. Has anyone done that though? Um, estimate has a dope album about the and a dope song about the seven seals, yeah. unlocking yeah. the seven seals of uh revelations.
4: Yeah, Judas Priest had an album called Nostradamus. Oh, did they? Yeah, mm. it's not bad. It's not not, it's not firepower, but uh, you know, it's, it's not it painkiller. Good. Yeah,
2: Were there any quatrains in it? I'm uh, sure.
4: I mean, if I mean, he, I, I'm it, was would, fucking, it would uh, not surprise me.
1: There was a couple of uh fucking fucking, fucking hemis though on those fucking motorcycles that are riding around <laughs> fucking, Yeah. <laughs> with, with, said,
3: with rocket launchers with attached Rocket to,
1: launchers, quad trains on them, like, you know just, what I'm saying? Just
4: people made of metal riding out of fire.
1: I like that, Doom. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Nostradamus is metal as fuck. I don't know. You know, we can talk about later too in the discussion about uh, our feelings in those But let's mm. let's keep moving along how,
4: here. How long would it take for you to have to, you know, eat a kid? <laughs> well, how I hungry do you have to be? Yeah,
1: yeah. Let's be. Uh, oh, I see. How
2: hungry would I have to be? Not how long time wise would it take John, me to eat a child? What was his
1: name John Stilton? Who did that? Milton Stilton. What was his name?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Milton, Milton Stilton and the fun child eating. Milton, Milton
2: Stilton and his blue cheese children. <laughs> no, there's that
1: <laughs> Irish. <laughs> A fucking Irish author who actually wrote a satirical book about it. What was his name? Um, I don't remember. I can't remember the name of the book. Yeah, I can't either. Or the pamphlet. Where he was like, hey, there's a famine going on, on Ireland. What if we eat babies? Yeah, it was satirical, though. It was satirical, but people didn't understand that. Yeah. So they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> What's wrong with you? He was like, it's a joke. <laughs> All right, I'm going to look it up. All right, Andy's going to look it up, but let's move forward here. Harold Camping. Name that ringing any bells? Anyone heard of Harold Camping before? Uh,
4: Harold DeCamping Camping or Harold Camping? Harold Camping. Never heard of him. Disappointed.
1: We have talked about a lot of Doomsday Predictors, but no one drops an end times sized atom. And no one drops an end times sized atomic deuce. Quite like your boy, Harold Camping. Got that name?
2: Are we ready to come back? To Let's the get that Irish in. Famine?
1: Jonathan Swift. Jonathan Swift's. A modest proposal. A modest proposal.
2: You know what I kept thinking in my head? Yeah. An inconvenient truth. <laughs> but I Al know that Gore. that's not right. That's Al Gore's climate change movie. <laughs> and We should be eating babies. <laughs>
3: some,
4: some girl like short. Gelled up blonde hair comes out with a guitar. It's just like we've got to
3: eat some babies.
2: <laughs> I can't remember. The world's getting darker, and we gotta eat our babies today.
1: Thank you, Cheryl Crow. I can't,
4: I can't I can't remember who did the ending
1: theme to There's the. Those uh... babies the easiest, baby. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Harold Camping, your boy. Harold Camping. Who is he? You might say. Well. He was a very prominent Christian media personality, the CEO of a company called Family Radio, a radio network started by Camping in 1959 and mostly broadcasted in California. California. Um, Now, Camping spent most of his airtime spreading the good word, evangelical style. But you see, he had a bachelor's degree from Cal Berkeley in civil engineering. So he was a bit of an egghead, or should I say Eucharist head, I'll allow it (laughs) Thank you, Doom I didn't get anything from Andy on that one I don't even think that's right Do evangelicals use the Eucharist? That's a Catholic thing No Uh, I assume that they do partake, right? Well, they probably call it the body of Christ
2: Yeah I I I don't think anybody else calls it the Eucharist Except for Catholics
4: I always imagine, like, big rings And, uh I don't know I, I always figured, like, bling Was the, uh, the evangelical that's true. Various different... Uh, having like a fucking PJ. Holy and rituals.
1: Gold-plated Christian Hummer.
4: Yeah. Speaking of Titan-drawns, goodness. It's
1: so wait, good. let me make sure that I understood the
2: joke, though. Is it just the food aspect of it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's it. Okay. He's not
1: an egghead. He's a Eucharist. Yeah. Egg. It just didn't make me laugh. They both start with E. It just didn't make me There's laugh. There's a lot of good tie-ins. It's a good bit. <laughs> he's, a, he's. It a, works. He's evangelical. It works. If it was in a writer's room, it would get put on the board. I'm just saying it
2: didn't make me laugh. Okay,
1: well, are you the showrunner? I don't I think understood. So. I understood
2: the joke then. So you can I sit down and pitch was-
1: your own shit. I'll see you pitching fucking, give me fucking 10 egghead bits by tomorrow morning or Lauren's going to have your ass for breakfast.
4: He's an evangelical, so it's like he's a casserole head.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that works, dude. Egg salad head, I don't know. He 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 used his quote unquote knowledge. People debate how smart he actually was. You know, he's one of those things he's like, well, I've got a degree in Cal Berkeley, but he's like, he never used it. He wasn't actually a civil engineer. That's like me having a degree. Nobody, everyone could tell on his face that I'm a moron. (laughs) He used his knowledge, quote unquote, of engineering mathematics to develop a mathematical system that he claims can interpret biblical prophecies. And then Harold first claimed he knew of the end time, which was going to be September 6th, 1994. Oh, fuck. I do remember when the world ended. (laughs) That's right. Then September 6th, 1994, came and went. And he modified his prophecy to claim that September 6th was the day that God removed his Holy Spirit from the earth and that nobody could be saved after this date and that God was calling all those already saved to exit organized churches. Oh. Then in 2010, he changed his predicted date for Jesus to return to the 21st of May of 2011. So he's already changed it like three fucking times. Yeah. Now, Harold and his followers... Prepped, And they prepped hard. You, you're, you just made a fucking smirk. You made a smug little smirk. You're sitting there so smug. Bunkfuckers Andy's got his little arms crossed. He's smirking. <laughs> but wait, Andy. They prepped hard. Since the world was ending, camping let his listenership know they would no longer need their money. And his followers donated in droves. All together, family radio amassed I shit you not, 100 million in advertising. Wow. To fund the spread of the word about the end times on May 21st, 2011. So they gave up all their worldly possessions to buy advertising (laughs) space? (laughs) Hang on, Andy. They used a lot of it towards advertising. That's how much they amass in total. Thousands of billboards were erected. News stations picked up the stories park benches a caravan of vehicles drove around the country promoting the rapture um, and, not, and, and other nonsense was dispatched out of Oakland, California and quickly infested various cities throughout the US and Canada 100 million good thing too because Harold Camping was ra- wrong he was wrong but not really you know funny story about the apocalypse here's what happened May 21st 2011 came and then May 22nd arrived. And people were, uh, well, <laughs> they were a little peeved, I gotta say. I mean, I gave a lot of fucking money to this thing. And uh, I woke up the next day and uh, there's no end of the world. What the fuck, dude? Harold went into hiding, but they confronted him at his house. where he Well, was why poor... would he hide in his house? I know. He's <laughs> not in hiding. He's an old man. He's like very old at this point. Yeah, day. well, obviously started old. in 1959. This yes. is 2011. So he's kind of, you know, relegated to his house. He's not really going anywhere. He was, quote, unquote, flabbergasted that the rapture did not occur. Here's what he said. Give me a day. No interviews, please. I've got to live with it. I've got to think it out. So uh, they nightly, the, the, his followers nicely put down their tar and feathers, and they let Harold think. Wow. Well,
4: you're either right or wrong on
2: that one. <laughs> He's got to think,
1: Doom. He resurfaced on Monday,
2: the 23rd of
1: May. How many days was that? One day? Yeah, one day. Okay. He took to give me the day. Gotcha. And claimed that the twenty first had actually been a spiritual apocalypse, not the literal one. See? So on May twenty first, Jesus was secretly here judging people, judging everyone, and he already decided who's a VIP to get into heaven and who isn't. And the fire and brimstone and the end times and shit would all happen on October twenty first, twenty eleven. For real for real no cap but like for real for real okay
2: was uh was harold camping and his stuff the uh the basis for that left behind book series
1: it might have been it might have been i love those books
2: oh yeah maybe
4: never read one i read a few of them I saw saw a brief part of the movie starring nicholas
2: cage i didn't see but the movie either i didn't either man. i had all those books at my house as a kid
1: and i never read one of them well here's the thing guys so secret spiritual apocalypse great fucking what a great way to get out of getting in trouble mm-hmm. oh he's like uh, hong
2: min chen the, right the chen tao chen tao guy yeah
1: oh it was a spiritual apocalypse yeah sorry it's like ah fuck well october 21st came and went too and well then harold really went into hiding <laughs> he died of a Back stroke in his home? oh yeah he, oh. he really went into hiding he died of a stroke not too long after at the age of 92 the damage was done though um some pretty Heinous things occurred afterwards. One woman attempted to, you know, kill her own children in preparation for the rapture. A 14-year-old from Russia uh, took their own life on May 21st to avoid judgment. Countless followers were fleeced of their money, including Robert Fitzpatrick, who had spent $140,000 of his life savings publicizing camping's bullshit. With no refunds after he was proven wrong, people were led to believe it was just a large scam. One of the largest religious scams in history, mind you, just to get people's money. This seemed to be backed up by reports from Harold's own ministry that 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 showed that they retained all of the cash and assets at normal levels before the rapture and workers still planned business as usual for the following week. Wow. did he Did he keep any of
2: the money that was donated or did it all go to like these advertising and billboards and i stuff. think a lot
1: of it went towards the advertising but like they kept a ton of it oh, wow it's a, it's a it's no refunds incredible
4: all tax free
1: and it's fucking fucked up man yeah that's that's where it gets that's another one where it gets pretty fucking bad yeah no, i mean when
4: i was a kid my grandparents lived in in south carolina and my my cousins were i i did i didn't know it was that guy yeah. but they 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 were all into it um and you know they they were, uh, you know this this was sort of the 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 first little run. It did, had we, it wasn't you know twenty eleven. It was when the, when was the first time? What his first prediction? Ninety four, ninety four. Yeah, yeah. It was it was it was around. Oh, and but they were uh, they were all talking. Oh yeah, lakes of fire. There'd be a, a final judgment between God and the devil, and the devil would reclaim Earth. And uh, yeah, I mean it, it sort of explains where. You know how i got to be where i am wait no. the devil
2: would reclaim earth yeah they, so they, they, is they, is god just cucking the devil yeah. by creating humanity yeah. and letting us live here and yeah. this is some sort of sick sexual thing for the devil yeah he's yeah. getting off to watching god fuck the earth wow yeah. that a fucked up little dude and then when then when god's done the devil comes back to reclaim it pretty
1: much wow yeah. wow heard of your first bunk fuckers the, the devil is a cuck it cooked by God. Cooked by camping, too. So um, <laughs> let's talk about some other doomsday predictions. We'll get through some, uh, some shorter ones, but some common ones. Planetary alignment, right? All the planets aligning in our solar system has oh, long yeah. been a sign of the apocalypse. People yeah. love this one. Great floods, mass earthquakes, the mm-hmm. dawning of a new ice age, and more. Yep. All of these predictions have come true. In movies starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson. (laughs) Wait, has he been in a movie that does all of these things? I honestly believe most of these things. I honestly believe that. If you told me yes, San Andreas. He was in like a bunch of fucking shit, dude. Wow. What was San Andreas? An earthquake? Yeah, I think it was a massive earthquake or something. Yeah.
2: He's flying a helicopter
1: around. Jeez. (laughs) I mean it's like, yeah. Dwayne the Rock Johnson is a helicopter pilot. (laughs) Sure. This dude who's like fucking seven feet tall and six feet wide. Can't even fit in a helicopter. This is like this is like uh Shaq
2: driving a race car. (laughs) Yeah, Shaq is a race jockey. Shaq in the like in an F1 racing movie.
1: (laughs) Shaq in an F1 car would be the fucking funniest thing.
2: (laughs) Shaq as a jockey is pretty funny too. That movie needs to get made. Shaq 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 could probably sit on a horse and his feet could touch the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Like he could sit flat-footed and still be on the horse.
1: It's just extra speed. Yeah, <laughs> he can Flintstones the horse. Yeah, yeah he becomes like a centaur. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the, another one. As you saw Halley's comet. Ah, yes,
4: shine down and related uh, apocalypse.
1: Yeah, Halley's comet passes by the Earth approximately every seventy six years, but its nearness in its approach in nineteen ten created fear that it would destroy the planet either by a celestial collision or through the poisonous gases it was rumored to contain. A worldwide panic ensued, stoked by the media. and Such newspaper headlines as, Comet May Kill All Earth Life, says Scientist. Wow. When people talk about, like, mainstream media, you gotta realize it's been going on since
2: forever. That's an awesome headline, but props to that scientist for saying that.
4: (laughs) It's like, you could print (laughs) cigarette ads and be like, Doctor recommends for pregnant mothers. Like, yeah,
2: yeah. This'll know, help calm those pregnancy anxieties you've got.
1: Used to be smoke a Marlboro. Get this though: a group in Oklahoma. These might be some uh, I don't know, some, some doom people. Tried to sacrifice a virgin to ward off the impending doom. Hey, well, and they're all
4: still there the next day.
1: <laughs> it ain't stupid if it works. They tried, <laughs> so they didn't weren't successful. I don't know. Uh, people started to bottle air. It became a hot commodity at the time. Bottling air. Oh, you're going to need this when the world fucking ends. And, you know, the Earth actually probably did pass through part of the comet's tail. But, uh, you know, that was in 1910. Here we are. Man, imagine how much atmosphere we had then.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so much more atmosphere. <laughs> the gas would have never got here. Yeah. And you'd be much more worried about it today. You would.
1: Um, Let's move on. This is another one. This is uh, the blood moon. Okay. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the
0: Lord,
1: Joel
2: 2, verse 31. Now the double bass kicks in
1: right now. (laughs) Dude, the entire Old Testament is the most metal book on the planet.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you get Blood Moon. Come on. No, Blood Blood Moon's great. It's hard to make a song about like circumcision.
1: But... <laughs> yeah, Deuteronomy, Leviticus. Okay, maybe cut out some of hey, those. Hey, Mister Montgomery,
2: do you know what you call a cheap circumcision? A what? A ripoff.
1: <laughs> Jeez, got him. Can you fucking drop kick this guy for me? <laughs> oh, oh god! He just drop kicked him.
2: Oh. oh, he
1: did it again! Uh, is the blood moon just
2: when the um? This is ah, a, see, a blood moon rising.
1: Oh no! Oh no! me, John. Pretty F- clear, I'm a demon. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a demon. Demonic Fogerty. I'm a demonic John Fogger.
2: It's a good character. I like he comes back. I, die. I hope so too.
1: So it's still,
4: still better than the last uh, last CCR album.
3: Oh, <laughs>
2: wow.
4: No, He's sick. I love I love CCR, but I don't even know it. But the one that, that John Fogarty didn't write wow. and let all the other guys write oh, yeah, was yeah, really yeah. bad.
1: Do Montgomery throwing punches and throwing shade. Well, let's talk about Blood Moons. The red color is caused by uh, what's something called Riley scattering of sunlight through the Earth's atmosphere. The same effect that causes like sunsets to appear nice and red. The blood moon prophecies were then a series of prophecies by uh, Christian preachers John Hagee and Mark Blitz, or is that Biltz? Biltz. Related to a series of four full red blood moons in 2014 and 2015. The prophecy stated that a tetrad, basically a series of four consecutive lunar eclipses, all also coinciding on Jewish holidays with six full moons in between and no intervening partial lunar eclipses, which began on April twenty, uh, April 2014, uh, was the beginning of the end times as described in the books of the Bible, Joel. And then that passage from Joel is referenced in Acts 2.20. And then again, it's referenced in Revelations uh, 6.12. Now the Tetrad was supposed to end with the lunar eclipse on September 27th, 28th, on 2015. Um, Hagee wrote the book Four Blood Moons, which is fucking dope. What a title. It became a bestseller uh, by April of 2014. Now, the thing is, obviously, the world, you know, skeptic's position, the world didn't end with those blood moons. But there have been 62 tetrads since the first century AD. The only eight of them have coincided with these uh, certain Jewish holidays. So it was kind of a fairly unique. It was very unique. There's like all these, oh, these blood moons are lining up on uh, mm-hmm. famous holidays. Yeah. That relate to the Bible. So that's neat. Blood, 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 blood moons. Anyway, let's talk about another one. This is called the prophet hen of Leeds in 1806, a domesticated hen in Leeds, England appeared to lay eggs, Inscribed with the message, Christ is coming. I didn't realize that this is going to be about an actual chicken. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it is. You're, you're going to like this one, Andy. Great numbers of people reportedly visited the hen and began to despair of the coming judgment day. Christ is coming. It was soon discovered, however, that the eggs were not prophetic messages, but that the, uh, the work of their owner, the hen's owner, who had been writing on the eggs in corrosive ink and then reinserting them into the hen's anus. Well, cloaca. Wow. Cloaca. See, oh, Mr. God. Montgomery. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Chickens don't, ha-
2: they have one hole where everything goes. They poop, they pee, they lay eggs, they yeah. have sex out of one hole, and it's called a cloaca.
4: Very efficient.
2: Yeah, you get it.
4: Well, I, I love I love old-timey, uh old-timey medicine in general, just like, yeah. Uh, throw some at that rabbit, see if it dies, and uh, you know if it does, and yeah, you, you you probably have uh, you probably have leprosy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just like oh, I mean, and, and it's no different. You know, we're seeing Jesus and toast and stuff even present yeah. day. But uh, I'm smelling toast. You know the 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 idea of just like yeah,
1: <laughs> stroke. <laughs> no, I smell toast. <laughs> I think you leave the toaster on? Oh, in the booker.
4: The the medium of uh and all powerful entities uh, communication is is chicken eggs yeah
1: chicken eggs and food and shit That sounds
2: like a god i want to
4: commune with
2: oh man and then to let the eggs lay right on them and then stuff it back into the chickens cloaca that's brutal
1: that's that's mean to the fucking chicken yeah Yeah, that's horrible well speaking of uh talking with a, a deity that uh i don't know does weird shit like that speaks through fucking food and eggs and shit. Let's talk about Montanism. Montanism was a second century schismatic movement of Christianity that began in what is now modern-day Turkey. Based on the visions of Montanus, who claimed to speak under the influence of the spirit, Montanists believed that the second coming of Christ to be imminent, many Christian communities were almost abandoned when believers left their homes and migrated to a plain between the two villages of Papusa and Timion, uh Phrygia, which is what I guess is now modern-day Turkey, right? Am I saying that right? Phrygia. Is it P H like ancient? Yeah, P H Y. Um, yes, P H Y P H R. Phrygia. Yeah, P H R Y G I A. Where F-R-G-I-A. Montanus Furgia. claimed, yeah, the heavenly Jerusalem would descend to Earth. That was a fun one. I like that way of describing things, though. Like, hey, when's that meeting with your boss? Oh, it's imminent.
4: <laughs> that's gotta be that's gotta be fun too, because it's like what
1: time are you right? heading to the party? Imminently, imminently. He
4: said it was like second century, so Christianity has only been around for like a hundred years at this point. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like now nah, we're just a little flash in the pan, religion. <laughs> like he's come back and, and he's you know, coming back.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's kind of funny to have a schismatic movement already, right? This church is barely established and then people are like, no, this is going, this is already off the rails. <laughs> this is already gone too far. Yeah, like that, Time for a schism. That
4: Justinian guy, you know, I just, I don't know if I buy into <laughs> it.
1: So let's move on here. Um, you know, boy, oh boy, eh? there's sure are a lot of doomsday predictions out there, huh, boys? But what about some modern doomsday predictions? Anything oh, yeah. relevant recently that could contribute to doomsday predictions? Oh, I don't know. I, everyone, mm, that, no, like, nothing really coming to mind for me. Doom. <laughs> yeah,
4: I don't know. There, mm. there, something happened in the last two years that mm. I'm having a tough time recollecting. Mm. Oh yeah, um, it, all the Jonas Brothers went solo. <laughs>
1: Whoa. <laughs> oh shit. The, when the Jonas Brothers aren't aligned, the, the end times are coming. The the the, the promise w- ring is broken. <laughs> the Earth is out of balance. <laughs> Obviously, the COVID-19 pandemic was a big time player in the Doomsday Apocalyptic scenario game. So much shit went down during the Ronas that uh, you beefers might have missed this Doomsday prediction gem. Sylvia Brown was a relatively unknown psychic author. You hear about this, Andy? You're nodding your little head. Oh, I'm just nodding at Sylvia Brown. Okay. (laughs) Was a relatively unknown psychic author who published a book in 2008 titled End of Days Predictions and Prophecies about the End of the World here's the passage quote in around 2020 a severe pneumonia-like illness will spread throughout the globe attacking the lungs and bronchial tubes and resisting all known treatments then later it said almost more baffling than the illness itself will be the fact that it suddenly vanish as quickly as it arrived then again 10 years later and then disappear completely wow wow That's the most accurate thing I've ever heard a psychic say. I know, right? Brown herself passed away in 2013, so she never got to see her prediction come to fruition. But during 2020, her book shot up to number two on the Amazon nonfiction chart. Pretty fucking crazy. I think that was...
2: pretty accurate. Was it Sylvia Brown, the TV psychic, or was it Miss Cleo that went on Larry King and was with uh, James Randi trying to take him up on his million-dollar challenge? and um, it might have been I don't know I don't remember I think it was Sylvia Brown could have been anyway she
1: might have been one of them
4: I wish it would disappear as quickly as uh, well
2: yeah
1: she kind of whiffed on that that's true she did whiff on that
4: how funny would would it be (laughs) you just wake up and and, and Anthony Fauci is just like I don't know what
2: happened (laughs) it's gone it's fucking gone COVID um, is gone uh. I don't know where it went It's like, yeah, you know, we're, we're called a press
4: conference. Cause that thing is, it's, it's out of here now.
2: (laughs) Get me a blade of gabagool. I got a long night ahead of me. Okay.
1: (laughs) Hey, chihuahua.
2: (laughs) COVID. Oh,
1: it's me. Anthony Fauci. (laughs) He's a hardworking Italian. Okay. You gotta put some respect on his name. Those are the funniest fucking memes on the planet is people writing in, uh, the, someone wrote a spec script for like the a Sopranos episode that takes place during COVID. And it's the, it's just the best fucking thing. <laughs> it's the same. It's almost as funny as the Seinfeld 9-11 episode. That <laughs> someone wrote a spec script for, which is yeah. equally as funny. Bunkfuckers, look it up. It's very funny. He's, a, he's a respected Italian. <laughs> In this house, we respect them. <laughs> All right, let's move on again. We're getting close to the end of the episode here. Don't worry. Oh, not the end of the world? Not the end of the world. David Mead. Let's move on to David Mead, if that is his real name. David Mead. Mead. Oh, so, so oh. <laughs> there, oh wait. There's a business. There's a
4: business that man could go. It's into. not. David Mead. Oh. I just think that'd be a funny name.
1: He's never disclosed his real name. David Mead. Oh, I don't know who David Meat is. I don't, <laughs> I don't know, know a, either. Someone just, you're wrestling.
4: I, I think it could. I think it would be a. Fun... I think I
2: ran into a David Meat at a truck stop. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a fun
4: name to have, especially written on various different bathroom walls.
1: <laughs> we gotta complete with Slim Jim. <laughs> <laughs> fucking David Meat. My sticks aren't in any gas station in America. I got a fucking. I got the prime name. Look, for it. I want to
2: know what the hell I'm paying you advertisers for. Here I am, an honest, hard-working butcher and farmer, David Meat. Out here selling my beef sticks, and by God, Slim Jim is taking over the market. You even got fat pork ahead of my beef sticks in the markets. What is the that, hell?
1: Now listen, I've been using your products for a long time, but there ain't no goddamn way you expect a family of four fully grown adults to eat a twelve ounce package of your sausage. So I am moving on to David Meat's sixteen ounce packages of sausage. I'm gonna go
2: back to David Mead's 16 ounce packages of sausage. It ain't as tasty as yours is, but it'll work.
4: That's just genuinely mad. He's like, I heard about these evangelical crazies. They got a hundred million dollars for their advertising budget.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> where's David Mead's hundred million dollars? God damn it!
1: <laughs> David Mead is a very prominent doomsday and end times conspiracy theorist, but his twist. On the subject is that he's a planet X slash Nibiru end times conspiracy theorist. This is big. This is its own category of doomsday Mm -hmm. is planet X. People are, this is like a topic in and of itself is, is this fucking planet X that people are not just NASA is not disclosing how close Nibiru is to colliding with the earth. Um, Nibiru uh, doom. If you're not familiar is the planet that harbors the Anunnaki. Or allegedly possibly, the allegedly.
2: engineers of the human race. Right. Oh, okay. Well. And
1: the, the They are the original gods of the ancient Sumerians. I want to take a sidestep here. Mead is a self-published author of 13 books and has made numerous failed predictions that the hidden <laughs> planet Nibiru slash planet X would collide with Earth and destroy it. I want Mead's books, I, I, I want to list them out here because, um... Good titles? <laughs> Chef's, chef's kiss. kiss? Okay. David, even David Mead would have to say chef's kiss. Okay, like his, some of his famous sausage sticks. Let's begin. We got David Mead published on April twenty April of twenty thirteen. Planet X God's Endgame. Fucking great title. It's good. It's good. Sounds like a book that would actually make me do the accelerated reader program and try to win a Pizza Hut personal pizza party. <laughs> well, if the pizza wasn't enough motivation for you, I don't know what to tell you. He follows that up in May of twenty thirteen with a book titled fraud prevention well I mean (laughs) it has nothing to do with the end of the world then another book in May of 2013 called Mysterious Islands then another book in July of 2013 Research for Writers oh my god he's pumping these out he is June of 2014 you can write a best selling info book Exclamation point! Oh wow, wow. Okay, let me guess. Uh, the guy
2: selling all the writing help books.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's your doomsday predictor. September of 2014. Web design for authors. Every author needs a website. It's a very <laughs> multifaceted man. Oh yeah, these are more these are more like informational books than they are. And it comes back to where he originally started. Okay. March 2015. Rapture 2015 and Planet X. Okay. There you go. Then and we get into December 2015. Own a piece of paradise in the Florida Keys.
2: Oh, my God. Is it a
1: timeshare? (laughs) Then we've got December 2015 again. Hitler's escape to Argentina. Wow. January of 2016. Will Planet X signal the rapture? Question mark. February. He finally found his niche here. Uh, Another February 2016. Planet X, the 2017 arrival. Paperback edition. Addiction. Um. August 2016, The Coming Clinton Economic Collapse, Kindle Edition. Uh, they, well, <laughs> it was Kindle glad he's with the times. Yeah. yeah. June 2017, The Prepper's Guide to Surviving EMP Attacks, Solar Flares, and Grid Failures. Okay. And then finally, November 2017, The End of Days, Planet X and Beyond. Okay. So he's been all over. He's He's quite a prolific author. This is a renaissance man. So Mead has been making these Planet X predictions since at least 2013, but arose to prominence for his 2017 for prediction. For books on how yeah, to build, build design, a website for all websites.
4: How, how to contact the Unaki and also, you know, figure Also have a good website. Yeah, yeah. Also become a published <laughs> information author.
1: So he, he said his prediction was that Nibiru would destroy the Earth on September 23rd, 2017. Well, first he said it was October of 2017. Then he moved it to September.
2: We moved it
4: up. I'll yeah. give you. I'll give you. I'll give you a couple months uh, margin of error for a doomsday prediction. You know, if you well, say it's going to be a year, no, no, no. But if you're like, hey, it's going to be a couple weeks, I'll, uh, I'll let that one slide.
2: And I got to say, this is a rarity in doomsday pres- predictions.
1: You don't see many people moving them up. Right. Well. He said he found it by trying various passages from the Bible. Meade declared that these passages contained secret numerological codes that he revealed which would reveal the exact date on which Nibiru would arrive. He also based his predictions on the geometry of the Giza pyramids. So he switched from September 23rd. He switched, you know, then he, well, when he switched it to September 23rd and then September 23rd came and went, Mm -hmm. he then switched it back to the original date, which was October 5th. That's not much time. And he claimed that several people would levitate into the sky. There would be a nuclear tax. Um, there would be earthquakes. The North Pole would shift. Um, lots of crazy shit would happen. Then then when October 5th came and went, he said, okay, well, it's actually going to be March 2018. Then March 2018 came and when he said, okay, okay. For <laughs> real, though, it's going to be October or April 23rd, 2018. No cap. Then he said it would actually be somewhere between May and December of 2018. I mean, what the fuck? Do you expect him to pick an exact date? The end of the world will be somewhere between now and the future.
3: <laughs> All right. Get off
1: my back. I have books to write about the Florida Keys. Yeah.
4: Like, there's enough time in between to justify buying a timeshare. Not
2: buying. <laughs> there's enough. There's enough time for you... Look, the world's going to end. You might as well sink all your money into paradise in the Florida Keys.
1: True. Now, many doomsday predictions tend to be religious in nature. Let's talk about this from an Ohio State student psychology blog called "The Psychology of Extraordinary Beliefs." Wow. Uh, I think they put it really succinctly. I want to actually steal the exact text. You can quote them and read. It. I am quoting them. These Ohio State students. These are no dummies. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm looking at. I'm. I'm not so sure
2: because I'm looking at one right now. Uh, that's not a very nice thing to say about Mr. Montgomery. <laughs> I don't think he even went to Ohio State.
4: <laughs> no, I, uh, I I've got a, a, a technical technical degree, and he's
1: got a degree in breaking bones. Yeah. Mm. Just
4: just uh, various different uh,
1: kicking ass. <laughs> yeah, uh, ver- from the school of hard knocks, Tufts university,
4: various <laughs> different anatomical studies of uh, you know how to dismember.
1: Jesus Christ, you're a sicko! All right, as mentioned previously, doomsday predictors and believers tend to come from the same community: people who are religious. This is because many different religions have information and predictions about the end of the world through religious stories and text. Additionally, religious people tend to believe that there is good and evil in the world and that as society progresses, the evil is beginning to overtake the good. When you believe that most people in the world are bad, but that you are good because you are religious and have morals, it can be easy to think that there is an end of the world for people who are bad or that the world will end and everybody will die as punishment because of the bad people, the sinners. This is what justifies and sustains good behavior. The idea that bad people will be punished. Social influencers are also absolutely a part of this conviction of belief. When religious groups get together to face the predicted end of times, there is strength in numbers. When the date comes and goes and nothing has happened, many people probably believe that there is no possible way that an entire group could have been wrong. And this sustains belief that as new predictions emerge, you know, when every member of a group believes in something, group polarization can occur as well, which can lead to increased strength of conviction and belief. End quote. Very well put, right? A lot of these are religious. Yeah. So there's also a danger in the inaction as a result of religious doomsdays. For example, the classic let Jesus take the wheel kind of scenario perhaps these religious prophets should read their own book from Matthew 24 verse 36. But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the son, only a father. Boom. Checkmate fucking Christians. Perhaps the sin they're really committing is one of vast pride. Like there's some special soul with insight into God's plans. But only the father knows the plans. Checkmate, Christians. Tip of the fedora. <laughs> Take my dude. and thanks for the gold. Kind stranger.
4: I mean, yeah, don't uh don't don't think that you're gonna get lucky enough to see like skies of fire and everything. That's that's that'd be far too cool. Like, yeah. that doesn't doesn't happen every day.
1: Or biblically, biblically accurate angels, which are a, a lot, of,
4: lot of eyes.
1: Yeah, they're a hot topic on the bunker Discord. Lot we love eyes.
2: talking about biblically we accurate have, angels on the bunker do. Discord. Most people in the Discord like talking about biblically, biblically accurate angels. Yeah, and I like talking about anatomically accurate toys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, the things you've done to those poor He-Man action figures! I've been banned from the Discord a few times. <laughs> yeah, I've had to have you. I had to put you in timeout a few times. I go on administrative leave from the Discord. Well, bugfuckers, bunk we hope you enjoyed our foray into the end times, because alas, the end times of this episode are nigh. Your fearless co-hosts and guests, Doom Montgomery, have peered into their seeing orbs and already knew this topic would end. But fear not, for we, the great Bunk Strodamus punkster dumbass, have scribed a new prophecy for you. In the stone cavern, sealed shut by smoke and beef, two ancient beings scream into the void. Heed their call, for with the smut comes a hidden treat. Spew forth an eruption of great lament. The whole enchilada.
2: Literally just finished a podcast. He's pondering his words.
1: Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast will be right back after this brief message.
2: That's what
0: I'm the host, Elliot Gates, and I'm thrilled to have you joining me as we uncover history's hidden gems and illuminate the faded pages of our past. Look out for the Anthology of Heroes podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from.
2: A news story gets shared by a friend on social media, or you catch a tweet that really makes your blood boil. But how do you separate fact from fiction? That's the premise behind Disinformation, a 10-part series from Evergreen Podcasts and Emergent Risk International coming this fall. Tune into Disinformation wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, don't believe everything you read.
1: Welcome back, Bugfuckers. That was our research of the Apocalypse Doomsday Predictions. With us stills Duma Montgomery
4: how's everybody doing uh <laughs> we we learned a lot today we learned oh he's oh, such a heel
1: oh he's such a vile guy
4: there's he's so ugh. there's a few a few foregone conclusions that the, the world will end i will most likely be a part of it and uh you know anyone who steps into the ring with me is is doomed to fail
1: good great segue doom i have a question for both you boys when the world, the end of the world is coming, let's talk about the scenario at play and then when the world, end of the world is coming, will you guys be take action kind of people or inaction kind of people? What do you think? You're going to give up big old comet heading towards the end of the world or you're going to be like, no, we got to do something. Armageddon style. Let's go blow up that comet. Get Bruce Willie on the first fucking flight out there. Or you're going to be like, fuck it. I don't care. It's the end whomever and
2: just well for me it would depend a lot on a couple of things the prevailing winds, which way are things going are people sort of saying we could do something about this or are people mostly being like there's no hope uh because i think that would really affect me i would be more of a social uh action if there were other people doing stuff i would be like sure I could donate money to that cause. Sure. Maybe I could lend my time, but you're not doing, but if nobody's doing anything, I would probably be like, "Eh, whatever. I had a good run. Um, and it also depends for me too. Again, how close am I to the impact? Where's the comet touching down? Ooh, if it's coming all the way on the other side of the earth, uh, I don't know. Hmm. Am I going to do anything? Maybe not. Will the impact affect me? I don't know. If are you near- prepping? Are you getting a bunker? Or are you like doing anything? Well, it depends. You know, if it's going to crash down near me, I'm going to have to survive this thing. Then I would probably start taking some action. If it's going to land on top of me, I might go somewhere else. It depends where I am in my life. Um, but if it's going to be on the other side of the world and the impact is supposed to be minimal, it might not do anything. you <laughs> might not do anything. But then again, prevailing wins. If everybody's doing stuff, I don't want to be the one who's just not doing anything. Hmm. People are like, wow, this guy just, you know, because I mean, honestly, art. we live in a society and we I, live in a society. Yeah. And so I'm worried about that social pressure. Doom?
4: I mean, I think life is inherently cruel. And uh, so you know, I, either way, I'm going to enjoy it. Uh, I'm going to enjoy all the all the chaos and carnage and. uh <laughs> You know, if if it comes to things like food and water, yeah. But I I don't I don't see myself spending years and years and years to to create a a, a shelter and things like that. I think uh, I'm just going to uh, you know, as uh, kind of like Andy said, I'm I'm just going to ride the waves. But I I'm going to appreciate whatever uh whatever the end times brings and wow. just genuinely enjoy it.
2: My mom's got a ping pong table in her basement. I'll be good. <laughs>
1: you guys won't come over to my mom's house and play ping pong during the end of the world <laughs> have a little ping pong tournament winner gets a. like a bite I'll get a foot
2: long sub from
1: Subway winner can get it <laughs> winner can get half a sub S- <laughs> six feet the other half is for me Wait, you say a foot long I said one foot long About six inches <gasps> um, I'm an action kind of guy so I'm, I'm taking action what are you gonna I'm do i giving up if it's a comment. What are you going to do? you going to go. you going to like
2: call dude, up dude, NASA.
1: Dude, I'm fucking surviving. I'm, I'm a cockroach. I'm a cockroach. You are not getting rid of. I'm a fucking cockroach, dude. You're not getting me that easy. Yeah. So I'm Art. living. I'm living out. The, I saw yeah. I, I saw was saw scurrying, Art around scurrying around, your, scurrying around your
2: kitchen I scurrying around in my kitchen when the lights were out. you yeah, eating my literally. garbage. You
1: ah. know, all those little crumbs you leave on the floor. Jesus. Yeah. I was down there on the floor. Licking my floors. <laughs> scurrying around your cabinets. I'm a little cockroach, man. I'm not giving up. I'm going to live throughout the apocalypse. I'll start my own fucking tribe, my own band of marauders, Oh. And we'll fucking live and we'll survive and we'll collect resources <laughs> in, in the nuclear holocaust and that is the new world. You've been playing too much Fallout. Dude, I'm going to have an enclave. You're not getting into my fucking town. That's true. Nobody who's like you is getting in. No Andes. <laughs> this is your one chance to get rid of me.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure the mutant mutants would have eaten me anyway. You'll become a mutant. Yeah, probably. I'm already half there.
4: I think if if the uh if the prospect of like wearing like wearing wearing other people's bones is on the table, I oh I'd be in. Oh yeah, I, I, that that seems like something God. That's that it seems some you'd be into even now, dude. That's on a bucket list.
3: <laughs> what's in
2: the
1: bucket? Oh, what's in the bucket?
3: <laughs> what's in the bucket?
1: What what doomsday scenario do you hope befalls you? What's the doomsday scenario you guys want to see happening? Is this how we die? Sure. Okay. The one you want to be a part of. Um. Whether you live or don't. Mm, Comment. Obviously, we just lived through fucking contagion, so I don't know if anyone's. Gonna I pick don't want that, that one. one. I just I too, already, too had, that already had that one. Too slow. That one.
2: I definitely want. I definitely want a comet or uh, like a nuclear bomb being dropped on me. I want it quick and painless. Get it over super with. Super volcano, famine. Too slow. Ah, uh, famine. Yeah, I wouldn't want famine. Super volcano could be good. Again, I want to be close to the explosion. Yeah. I don't want to be one of these people who's like, oh, I died because of famine related to the super volcano explosion. I want to be one of these people who got instantly incinerated by magma.
1: Second coming of Christ. Magma. Second coming of Christ. You want to be part of the rapture?
2: Oh, uh, rapture.
1: No. Angels, demons fight each other. Little demons poking you in the butt. I don't want butt. to be a part of that. Yeah, I, don't I don't want to be a part of that. It
2: doesn't sound fun at all. No, the rapture only sounds good if you get raptured. Yeah. If you get, if you're, if you're left behind. It sucks. Yeah, That fucking sucks. dude. Yeah, I don't want that.
4: I would go Lovecraft. Uh, if it were up to me, I'd like wow. to have a, a, a cosmic entity uh, reveal itself in spite of it always having been. And the, the fact Whoa. of the nature of of my very finite existence uh, compared to it uh, just melts whatever tethers I have to the realm of the sane. And, uh, you know, ho- hopefully I could just, uh, you know, drive... Drive as many people as I could off the brink of sanity in a inherently malevolent universe, and uh, so
1: you're becoming a Cthulhu cultist.
4: Yeah, that that,
2: that's that's my
4: ideal. Wow, what an answer!
2: That's a great one, Doom. Jeremy, you liking that? Oh yeah, Jeremy's getting out now. Jeremy,
1: Jeremy's getting out now.
2: Let 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 us leave us a message in the Discord right now. Yeah, Jeremy. Or
1: like, yeah, Jeremy. The moment you hear this, (laughs) you don't fucking post a message right now. We will find out. (laughs)
4: Or if we like could all turn to soup like uh, Neon Genesis or something like that, that'd be that'd be good too. Or oh, like just, Evangelion
1: just get... is actually just ancient aliens, the anime. Yeah. If we, we just get liquefied?
4: Yeah, like we all just turn into uh what what is what is the 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 orange crush that uh they're all in the robots in. But mm-hmm. uh yeah, and then like there's well, just there's so just bad. anime girls like that like spawn out of the planet, like yeah. oh. honestly.
1: It's for that the sounds fellas. nice. That sounds pretty cool. I wouldn't yeah, mind living getting in liquefied. an anime would be cool. Huh. I I like the idea of an Akira style. Um, yeah, like like a dystopian cyberpunk future. But I suppose that's not really apocalyptic, is it? Yeah, how's the world end in that scenario? Well, I don't want to spoil Akira, but, you know, a psychic child becomes like a omnipotent super weapon. Oh. Um I, I'm going to go with a super volcano. I like a super volcano. You're very into the super volcano. It just really fascinates me that there's a super volcano sitting underneath Yellow, Yellowstones. Whoa. And it could just blow up, and then it could cover Texas, and then, you know, it'd be crazy.
4: It would have to happen after uh, Pierce Brosnan's lifetime. Because uh, I'm pretty sure he beat Dante's Peak.
2: Oh, uh, Yeah.
4: Dante's Peak <laughs> bearing in mind I haven't seen that movie since freshman year of high school so it's but I'm fairly certain that Pierce Brosnan uh, he 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 golden eyes it and and kicks its ass back underground
3: I
2: think so too I haven't seen that uh, movie since the 90s I've never
1: seen it I don't know what you both are talking about it's great 1997 Dante's Peak Dante's Peak yeah it's, it's about a, a it's
2: about a volcano in LA I think
1: oh hell yeah And it's got Pierce Brosnan <laughs>
2: Got yeah, Pierce Brosnan. Uh, Linda and... Hamilton? Wow, really? Pre or post Terminator? Uh no, I'm Just sorry. It's on a mountain. What
3: the fuck? Oh, I might sock. be thinking of another disaster movie so, that was
2: in uh that was set in LA.
4: So wait, are you saying that Dante's Peak isn't about a super volcano? No, it is okay. Because I didn't want to completely. I der- just
2: thought that it was in. It was set in Los Angeles. Okay. That like Los Angeles opened up.
4: Because I didn't want to completely derail this podcast for no other purpose than to make a Pierce Brosnan reference. If it wasn't based off a super volcano,
1: you've already done that with your vile personality, your, <laughs> your bloodlust. Yeah, really I do disgusting. my best. Um, I like a super volcano. I think it's neat. It's horrific, it's destructive, it fits the I'm seriously it fits the mold of an apocalypse. It's horrible. It changes the landscape. It mm-hmm. it um it's horrific. It 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 brings about this like uh you know, like it's very dark sun. It feels very like it would change the world as we know it. It would change the climate. It would change everything. Yeah. And it would be um See that's the thing with a super volcano that you don't
2: think about Cataclysmic. though. Cataclysmic. And then also with like impact of things from outer space is that this this stuff there's this initial event that's very very destructive. Like this super volcano under Yellowstone blows up. Like it'll shoot magma all over the air and it'll there'll be like volcanic ash raining down on lots of places. But then I head into the tunnels Andy like metro. <laughs>
1: But like stuff the metro is, games.
2: I'm just saying that stuff will fill the air, and that
1: could, could potentially like dark out the sun on the whole planet. I have been prepping my whole life to live underground I, in a place with no sun or windows. I am aware. That is why I want this existence. It's this is not beneficial me. to me. I am a cockroach human. This is not me arguing with you. I am just saying this for the
2: benefit of the bunk funkers. These events. Well, you got to think about it. These events kick up a lot of stuff into the atmosphere. It could block out the whole sun.
4: I mean, I would love to undergo an apocalypse if it meant I got to hang out with, like, surly ex-military Russians underground. Yeah, and, fighting and, like, demon dogs. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, well, you know, at least we will figure out who wins communists or Nazis.
2: <laughs> <laughs> These are like good. old KGB guys. Yeah. I've been underground since 1989. I'm the just... world
1: would become an alien one and live in it.
2: Man, this is the very Planet of the Apes. Oh, no. blew it up! What? You damn, you damn dirty volcano! You
1: damn dirty grapes! Planet of the grapes. Well, eventually it gets to. the I'm point. a banana <laughs> in this bit that we're doing. I'm a think of me, Charlton Heston is a banana. And then the great instead of apes, it's grapes. It's a fruit-based movie. <laughs> I'm gonna keep going until Andy joins in. Oh, listen, Charlton, uh, <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. But uh, I really like the I like the whole concept, but I'm not keen on apes. Let's change it to grapes. <laughs> um, dumbest mm. bit ever. <laughs> the stupidest bit on the planet. You have nobody to thank by yourself. I know. <laughs> um, cool. Bunkfunkers, let us know. What are your apocalyptic just, scenarios?
2: What do you want to be a part of? How do you want to die, Bunkfunkers? Yeah. Or Art, live. You can live through it.
4: He's really just glossing over that whole bit he tried real hard to uh, to put forward about Planet of the
2: Grave. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to move past it. Oh, no.
1: It. I'm not trying to gloss past it. I'll force it in. <laughs> I'll fucking Planet of the Grape this whole fucking episode. <laughs> Planet of the Grapes. It'll catch on. I know when I go to listen to
2: this, I won't listen to it. I know when I go to listen to this well, after it releases that there's gonna be some some there's gonna be all these Planet of the Grapes references sewn in. Oh yeah. You, you
1: haven't even you 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 don't realize how many I peppered in. I fucking I fucking like a puppet master. Um Let's let's talk about the, will we see an apocalypse in our lifetimes? What do you guys think? We just kind of live through one. That's still kind of going on. I think that... You know what? A lot of people, though, look at a lot of different things and have apocalyptic, you know, people alive during the Cold War were like, this will be the end of us. That's a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, they had literal prepping constantly for nuclear fallout. Yeah. don't really do that anymore yeah i think that no
2: i don't think that the i don't think that the end of the world or the end of humanity will be like an instantaneous act if that makes sense i think that uh it's way more likely that we use all our resources and we can't replace them or we irreversibly damage the planet to the point that it's unsustainable for humanity and then people will just gradually sort of die or move to different planets yeah assuming that we have space travel but but, you know knowing humanity we will do all of the fucking stuff up well before we have the ability to travel to another planet and make it hospitable so that's how i think the human civilization ends but you're not putting it in your lifetime ah probably not it's probably at least 50 years from now and there's no way that i will ever see 50 I'll be lucky to see two decades from now. It's amazing I've got this
1: far. <laughs> what a triumph! Congratulate me. Yeah, triumph against th- all odds for me to poop on. What a
2: tri- <laughs> What a triumph! All right, it's me, Robert Smigel. I'm here on the show too. Want to hear me do some super fans? <laughs> Yeah, bears. That's me, Robert Smigel. Some of my best love characters. Remember Saturday TV Fun House? That's me, Robert Smigel.
1: Oh, no. The Planet of the Grapes bit is being overshadowed by old SNL bits. No, Robert Smigel bits. Robert Smigel bits. Or Mito It's the apocalypse of bits, of shitty bits. <laughs> the apocalypse. What about you, Doom? What do you think? Are we gonna see? Um, we gonna see the apocalypse? Are you gonna bring it? I mean, yeah, like, obviously you're gonna bring it.
4: Yeah, I mean, if I can cause it, uh, it'll, be, uh, it'll be a, it'll be a, it'll be a triumph. Uh huh. <laughs> I think. Uh, I don't know. I think it's probably gonna be one of those uh, not with a bang, but with a whimper. Uh, you agree
1: with Andy? Uh, oh. Sort
4: of. Uh, oh. You know, sort of, sort of like the sounds Metalhead's gonna be making in August of. Uh, wow, that's interesting. Oh. Metalhead. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it, it will be gradual and I think that, uh, it will, it, it may not even be, you know, cause humanity is, is very small in the grand scheme of things. So I don't think it'll even be man's inhumanity inhumanity to man that, that causes it. I think it'll probably be some sort of foundational event that, uh, that, that changes the fabric of existence. But, you know, mm.
1: Oh, wow, foundational event. Leaving it up to chance could be anything. Yeah,
4: but I, I, I think uh, you know, like even, a
1: major, a next world war, a
4: what have but, you. Yeah, I mean, but even if humanity declines, like the world's not gonna end. It's, it's wow. just gonna be the end, of, end of humanity. Like yeah. we can, we can all blow ourselves up at any time. and Wow. Now, that's always an optimistic prospect that I remind myself of on a uh, pretty regular basis. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. Hey, Doom made a good point. I had a human-centric view. We both
1: did. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Jeez. I guess that guy really, you know, you're you're really really do have a lot of time to think when you're. Uh, sitting there training ready to smash people in the face
4: yeah i mean i, I think i think about uh the, the the temporal nature of human life uh very often as i'm very excited to of, to sh- shortening it wow uh so yeah it gives me a, it gives me a wider scope of things
2: i'm often thinking about the tempera nature of things <laughs> what would be good battered and
1: fried right um speaking of batter Plan into the
2: grapes would be great. Oh yeah, get a fried grape fritter. You
1: ever had a grape fritter?
2: <laughs> I have. No, but that used to be my nickname in high school. Grape fritter.
3: <laughs> I had a grape fritter.
1: So, uh let's give our fucking uh which we call Let's give verdicts? our uh, verdicts here on the uh, the the doomsday. I don't know. What do we? I guess. Yeah. What do we? What do we? What do we? This is a good question
2: about what's the verdict going to be. What is the verdict? Gonna be? Um, I guess. Uh. Maybe we say what give a verdict on how likely we think it will be that whatever we choose will be the way the world ends. Does that make sense?
1: Okay, like, so super pick volcano. A, you pick
2: a, yeah like you pick super volcano and you say, you know, case confirmed the world is definitely going to end from a super volcano. Yeah, okay. Or I say ah plausible plus the world's going to end because uh one of the moons of one of the other planets in the solar system crashes into it right it splinters
1: it into a million pieces. Um okay so uh doom the way this works is we have a scale called the bunker scale. And you give verdicts based on case closed, meaning it's not plausible at all. To case confirmed, meaning it is 100% true. Okay. And then everything in between. So there's like plausible is right in the middle. Plausible plus, plausible plus and a half, highly plausible. You could go plausible minus, plausible minus and a half, plausible minus, minus. There's tons of different, uh, Andy's got a scale there for you. Okay,
3: perfect. So,
1: um, Andy, why don't you take the lead here and uh, then, Doom, you can either follow or pass it. All right. All right.
2: Uh, Doom Montgomery gave me good perspective during the discussion. Wow. That I think for an end of the world scenario, I got to think bigger than just humanity killing itself. Yeah. I got to think what's going to destroy the Earth. You do. Now, we know for a fact that eventually the sun is going to die and that's going to destroy our whole solar system. Because we won't be able to stay here anymore. Everything's just gonna fall apart. Right. Um but that's gonna happen in roughly four more billion years. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm gonna play Sylvia Brown. I'm gonna play Nostra here. I'm gonna say something from outer space collides with this planet. Wow. Something so significant that it destroys the whole Earth. Uh, it could be after humanity's already died or moved to another planet, but and that's that was what that was
1: plausible. plausible.
2: What I'm going to say that's what I think happens. I'm going to give this. I'm not very confident in my own predict pr- prediction. I'm going to give this plausible plus plus. That's what I
1: think is going to happen. Whoa, plausible plus plus. All right great great verdict there andy doom it's it's up to you do you want to go do you want to pass what do you think no, I'll, I'll, you want to puff or pass puff I'll, or pass i'll I'll throw my hat in uh, all right Throwing I, his hat in the ring doom I, Montgomery
4: i think uh as far as my prediction of cosmic entities uh you know te- tearing tearing the fabric of existence asunder <laughs> I'm gonna give a I'm gonna give a positive plus to that. I think people Whoa. are already kind of losing their minds, and and you know it's, it can it's only, only a matter of time before it can only get more fun. And then wow. uh, for the secondary prediction Ooh. of uh, you know Duke Montgomery having a hand in the end of the world, <laughs> that's got to be case confirmed. <laughs> oh!
2: Wow! oh my Holy god! You are magnetic. one sick puppy. You are a sicko is watching this guy reveling in it me reveling in it the fibers of reality just disintegrating before us oh he's and so full of himself discovery. oh
1: he's so i will definitely bring this about Jeez. yikes um for me you know i'm gonna stick with my fucking, super volcano my fucking dope ass super volcano right. this is not a regular fucking dumbass volcano it's a super volcano Bunkfunkers on the Discord, look for Art's uh Rule 34
2: drawings of super volcanoes. <laughs> yeah. Those seem to be imminent.
1: I'm gonna look that up. and post them. You're gonna get fucking spammed with super volcano notifications, bunkfunkers. Um you know, I think I think it's I think it's plausible plus that we could see a super, another super volcano eruption somewhere on the planet in our lifetimes. Big wow. time. Big time. There's a bunch of them, a lot of active volcanoes around the planet. Do you think the super
2: volcano will fundamentally change the surface of the earth? Good. To make it unhospitable.
1: Good. I think, I think that there could be, if it's a true super volcano, you know, this is one that really fucks a lot of things up. Um, I think it tr- could truly like, yeah, like uh, be something that people need to prep for and it would, would vastly change the outcome of certain things. I do. I do. I think that that will, you know, that's why I'm not going super high on it. Like, you know, I don't know if I could give like a plus plus or highly plausible, Mm -hmm. but it's like. I think, yeah, like in general, probably like like you're saying, like some kind of cataclysmic event from outer space or. A mass change in climate or. Like a world war or something is probably more closer to a case confirmed. For me, famine, stuff like that. Um, but, you know, I'm sticking with my super volcanoes because they're fucking cool. Mugbookers, <laughs> let us know. What are your thoughts on the apocalypse? And um, let us know. Use the hashtag.
2: Yeah. Oh, wait. Right. I'm not Doom. <laughs>
4: uh... You
1: don't have to
4: give it hashtag uh hashtag super doom oh wow super volcanoes doom end times
1: hashtag super volcanoes and if you want planet of the graves oh <laughs> that's what there i was gonna say
4: right
2: there that overrules it <laughs>
1: super doom's cool though it sounds like the name of an anime that was a little um, use the hashtag, either of those hashtags, Super Volcano, Super Doom, or Planet of the Grapes. <laughs> Dealer's choice on this one. Dealer's choice. Let us know what you think. Email us, mrbunkerpod at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter and Instagram, at MrBunkerPod. uh YouTube. Uh, or find us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash mrbunkerpod. Um, if you feel so inclined, you have the means to do so, throw us a couple of bones. Five bucks a month, will get you access to the Discord. We can see all those Rule 34 picks I'm about to post. And all the behind-the-scenes extra content on the Discord, 40 million-plus hours. of uh, Cool content um, on there. But anyway, more so than all that, do Montgomery, what do you have coming up? And can you please plug your social media one last time for the, for the listeners out
4: there? Yeah, so come, let's see here. Come see me at Chicago Style Wrestling. Uh let's see August 19th and uh, Northland is uh, the following day, August 20th. Um, I have, uh, those, those will be coming up in August. Then in September, I'll have, uh, September 16th. I will be at CSW. Uh, you can also come see me and, uh, Jane's, the Janesville wrestling Alliance. Uh, every, you know, I'm, I'm there pretty regularly should be there in August. um, and just all around, if you if you know of a wrestling promotion and you wanna you you wanna see me there, just uh, sh- send me a message or send them a message. You can find me on Instagram at Instagram Doom Montgomery, and uh, you can also find matches of mine on YouTube here and there. And uh, that's about it.
0: Wow! Wow!
2: Check them out, beefers. Check it out. Go to those matches in August and September so you can root for the opponent.
1: That's right. <laughs> Cause this guy's a, a sicko. He's a sick guy. Inherently bad person. Yeah. Inherently bad, bringing about imminent destruction. Um. Well. Uh. I guess to get we gotta get rid of this doom guy. Get him out of here because he's making me uncomfortable. Starting to hear sirens. So yeah, I'm gonna go <laughs> ahead and head on out there. That could be anything. That could be anything. Uh. But for not the titular Mister Bunker, but for my hobbledehoy co-host Andy Hart. Omar Stone saying that was the whole enchilada. Yummy.
2: <laughs> oh no, the world exploded. <laughs>